What evidence is there of this? Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, May 15, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 304. This is No Agenda. Tracking the horny bankster elites from high atop the hilltop watchtower, crackpot command center, Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where if you're from around these parts, you'll know about beta breakers. It's going on now. I'm John C. So uh, they had the beta breakers, you know, they chant you, which is a stupid race where everyone gets dressed up in costumes and runs from one end of the city to the other. Yeah. uh, Yeah. But this this year they clamp down on it. They don't want anyone drinking and they don't want anyone. Oh, no, of course not. They don't want anyone peeing along the way. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's just a. Shut up. Do we're talking about, while we're on that topic, let me just mention something I've been failing to mention show after show. San Francisco, thanks to uh, this uh, uh, former idiot mayor, uh, <laughs> has decided to implement, and it's just about, it hasn't been uh, fully put into play, but they want to now in all nightclubs in San Francisco take your thumbprint. Yeah, yeah. You know I've about this. Of, yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah. Before you go in. Yeah, it's crazy. It's totally crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Why don't they just say, hey, all you bars and, and places, just shut down now. <laughs> just shut up and shut down now, I think, is what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm sorry I'm late, by the way. And and excuse me, can we just have a little in the morning to you? Oh, and in the morning to you. Yeah, in the morning to all ships that see all boots on the ground and all of the human resources in the chat room who are all charged up, ready to go, exactly the way their government loves them and their $9.1 million lifetime value. And again, I will say bonjour, Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude Dvorak. I'm practicing my French because now we have to, like, understand French to get the latest news. And what is the latest news? Well, it's about uh, Dominique Strauss-Kahn. <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic news. <laughs> what a crock. This poor guy. Well, he's of course, poor guy. Poor guy, Apparently, please. he can walk he's... on any Air France flight and they have to put him on in first class. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is like the super elite. Yeah, he's a talk about elite. Yeah. You can go walk. It's just like having a Eurail pass. You're telling me that you can go walk, walk up... Hey, I'm going to Paris. No, okay, no, 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 no. here's first class seat for you. Yeah. Hey, you, you sitting there? Get out! Get out, slave! Make place for DSK. <laughs> yeah, this guy's pretty amazing. So, for those of you who uh, have not uh, heard about this, this is Dominique Strauss-Kahn, which uh, sounds more German, by the way, than uh, than French. But he is, yeah, he is not only the. Uh, Operational director of the International Monetary Fund, i.e., the Ameri- primarily American banks who are taking over the world and uh, ruining most of Europe, and, and and part of the whole economic hitman uh, status symbol system. But he is also um, apparently the only true contender. Uh, <laughs> was was the only true contender <laughs> was yeah against uh, Nicolas Sarkozy. Uh, to take over, and this is this is the weird thing because he was running as a part of the uh, socialist party, as the front runner for the socialist party. And, but it's kind of weird when you have a socialist who has like you know 
Porsches. Got you know. Th- oh yeah, he's th- loaded. Three million dollar house in D.C. Two and a half million dollar apartment in uh, in Paris. Yeah, and it's totally loaded. And I've really been trying to follow a lot of this. It's it's, it's kind of difficult, um, of course, because my French is not all that great. Um, but the French are kind of nut. And actually, this is very typical for a socialist country. Uh, and I've heard that I've, I've lived in a couple when confronted with, you know, hey, well, this guy, you know, he's a socialist. You, you want him, you know, how can he be a social? How can he be really leftist if he's, you know, a, a rich bastard? And the, the standard answer is, what? Uh, you want just because he has money, he cannot have uh, socialist tendencies. Uh, he, what he has to eat sandwiches and drive a de cheval. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I say. Here's the uh, response uh, in Paris. This comes from Euronews, by the way. The accusations of sexual assault... As you can tell from the British accent. <laughs> ...against IMF head and potential French presidential candidate Dominique Strauss-Kahn have sent shockwaves through French politics. But socialist leader Martine Aubry rallied behind her former government colleague. Like everyone, I am totally amazed, but I urge that we wait for all the facts. We must respect the presumption of innocence. Parisians reacted with horror to the arrest of the man many see as the left's only credible challenger to Nicolas Sarkozy in next year's elections. He is someone who could give something to France. We need people like him, especially on the left. I'm now waiting to hear some proof. It's too early to make a judgment. This woman says that Strauss-Kahn was the only candidate from the left for whom she could have voted. But now, I have to be honest, this is a little bit too much, she says. <laughs> it's too much. It's a bit strange that a few months before the elections, this affair occurs. Maybe we should ask ourselves if it's a setup. <laughs> Strauss-Kahn, who has been widely lauded for his leadership of the IMF, faces three charges, including attempted rape, relating to an incident with a New York hotel maid. So a couple of things here. That uh, First of all, uh, I'm, and I'm not exactly sure. So there's like three pieces of data that we need to analyze, John. One is um, that this is not the first time this guy has uh, uh, been compared to a, and I quote, uh, chimpanzee in heat. Uh, this has happened uh, earlier in 2002, and it happened with a subordinate of his in 2008. Uh, that was all kind of hush-hush cover-up, so... Well, yeah. maybe he's a pervert. I mean, the, the the New York Post, I think, had probably the best description of what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you, I read them all. Supposedly, yeah, no, I, I read it all. It's great. Yeah, go ahead. Supposedly, the maid walks in. <laughs> 31-year-old maid. <laughs> she walks in, and then this guy is in the bathroom, unbeknownst to her. He comes bounding out naked. Hot pockets. <laughs> but what does this sound like to you? Does this story sound familiar? This is the Al Gore story. <laughs> it is the Al yeah. Gore story. This is the Al Gore. The, so it's an allegorical it's a, story. Ooh, oh, let me give you a little in the morning. In the morning. So, uh, yeah, so Al Gore was the horny poodle, the poodle in heat, uh, as he attacked, uh, allegedly attacked the uh, masseuse. And this is the chimpanzee in heat, uh, Dominique Strauss-Kahn, uh, and he... Uh, and he, did. I guess he like actually forced her head onto his penis. 
Yeah, no, she, he supposedly <laughs> forced her. Gra- I guess he comes bounding out naked and she can't kick him or anything, I and, guess, and the, because and she's the guy, stunned. And the guy is huge. He looks like Brian Dennehy. I mean, he's, he's a guy, big, fat guy. Yeah, he's huge. He's frightening. Imagine that guy naked, like, with, hey. a, with his hard on poking in your direction. So here he comes. <laughs> and so the next thing you know, she's like, go. Oh. <laughs> well, there are a couple of things going on here. There's, there's a couple of interesting things. So he was actually on his way to Europe, and he had a meeting scheduled with uh, uh, Angela Merkel uh, for the re-restructuring, the do-over of the Greek debt, uh, of which I believe 30% is held by the IMF. And um, uh, you know they've been holding all these secret uh, meetings the finance ministers, because this is a real problem. You know, the people are eating out of garbage cans in Athens. I mean, this is like this. this we have no idea, of course, here because it's not shown that's, anywhere. That's that's new. No, it's 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 this is really, really bad. What, what now it's it's gotten to the point where just people are leaving Athens. They're like they're you know, they're driving 200 kilometers outside of Athens and growing like weeds and sticks to live off of. Um, so this guy was uh, on his way to go discuss that. Now, there's another puppet that pops up um, who is a J.P. Morgan guy. He's now in charge of the IMF operations. And uh, so it could have been an inside job. So here are the options. A, the guy's just an elitist prick, and he's just a freaking idiot, and he did this, and it, this is just what he does. Uh, it's a possibility. It's a total possibility. Yeah. Um, two... This has to do with an internal struggle inside the IMF because he actually said something really, you know, it's possible in the elitist circles that uh, they, they want to get you out because you make too much noise, right? And you, and you start saying stuff and they're like, you know, you really need to shut up, dude. And sometimes uh, these guys don't know how to do it. And yeah, and let me mention one more thing that, that at least a logical point well, well, can, of Can I just give, give you one quote before you do that? So here's the quote that if that is what happened, the quote that got him in trouble was with the, uh, I think this was the Guardian, uh, quote, the reality is these people, he's talking about the Greek, are in deep shit. Uh, if we had not come, they would have fallen into the abyss two weeks later and the government would not have been able to pay civil servants wages. This is a direct quote from him. So you know that combined with the home with the house. No, that quote is that big of a deal. Yeah, because you're not, you're not supposed to be saying that in the international press. I mean, the, we all know the IMF is raping Ireland. Mm, it still Greece. seems. I mean, I don't mm. think that's worth setting them up on a rape charge. I think this has only got to do with the Sarkozy election. Yeah, that's well. There, so there's your third. But what I like about this is now this is the second time this has really happened where it's taken an elitist out of the picture. Because, of course, the guy, you know, I would be highly surprised if he ran and he had any chance. Um, well, he's not running now. No. But what's cool about it is this is our ultimate weapon against the elitists. So all we need is some heroic Rape charges. Yes, we need some heroic maids. <laughs> Who, well, that may the, just be what happened. That's also possible. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Well, I well I will carry this woman on my shoulders for the rest of my life because that. Think about it. This is perfect. And I have to say though, you know, for, they got on the plane. They got the guy ten minutes. They're on the tarmac ten minutes before they're ready to take off. This is not like just your regular old little job. You know what I'm saying? This is uh, this is to- someone set him up for sure. Yeah, because yeah, in New York or any place else, it would take 
Well, let's see. Days. This happened around days. Days. Yeah. This happened around noon. And it's and not like the f- cops are like, who's Dominique? What? Dominique Stra- What? Stravinsky? What's his name? Yeah. Well, let me take your details, ma'am. You know. Please. Has this happened before? Can you yeah. sit over here? <laughs> for one thing, they wouldn't get her statement for hours. Mm-hmm. And then it would be like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Where is he now? Where does he check out? They wouldn't be going into high gear over this. Well, what did he do? Did he hurt you? So, well, the, so there's one alternative. There's an alternative theory. Because where is Haiku Herman in the midst of all of this? He is in China selling the European debt to the Chinese. So maybe he or the Chinese or people loyal to the Chinese uh, and their bailout power, because the Chinese, of course, you know, they're looking at Greece going like, it got some nice ass islands there. I think I will get me one of them. They say that in Chinese, but that's kind of what it sounds like because everything's being privatized. Like, I I think I'll get me a Well, China could do worse than buy some islands. Exactly. Uh, And they they love it. You know, I mean, the Chinese are everywhere. They love buying up stuff. Well, there's obviously there's a lot of dimensions to this, but the fact is that they did get him off the plane in more than enough time. And so how did they know it was that plane? I mean, how did they know that he oh, has yeah. a free pass on Air France? Oh, yeah. That makes oh, no yeah. sense. Yeah. And it says he does have a free pass. Here's a good one. If he's got a free pass and he can just walk on any plane and take off, how are they going to tr- know what plane he's on? Yeah, I, I, it, there's no manifest. No, they no. can't go over manifest. Oh, there he goes. Well, I, I'm, I think he, you know, that's it. Maybe a little exaggeration. He probably has to walk up to the desk and say uh, bonjour. But still, how's the the cops usually when they're trying to stop? Come here with your mouth. Put it on my penis. They have to go through a, <laughs> you know, they have to look at some manifest, see what yeah. plane he could. Because there's no, I mean, from New York to Paris, there's plenty of flights. Or New York, how do they know he's going to Paris? Yeah, well, I mean, they, he could be going anywhere. Because it's a setup, and and for the, the whole thing is an obvious yeah. setup based on that one fact yeah. alone. How do you know he's on that plane? And look at the speed of the news. This happened, you know, the and 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 who breaks the news? The, the British newspapers. They broke it before the New York newspapers. At least that's yeah, no, the timeline. This is, line, a, so. this is a, a sleazy deal. So oh, there, well. there is another guy, though. There is another contender, um, Francois Hollande. He's another contender for um, uh, to compete against Sarkozy. He's also uh, a member of, I don't know if it's the same, or a socialist party. He, by the way, also uh, has had his... Uh, uh, his extramarital affairs and all kinds of scan. These, you know, but the, the French like this is the thing. The French never used to care about this. Since when did the French care about it? I don't think. I still don't think they do. The French have you know it's well known. All the French leaders have always had chickies on the side and whatever, and they've never cared. Have they? Not that I know of. Same no. in Italy. But think about it. this is in the Italy si- they laugh. Yeah. <laughs> no, in Italy it's worse. This is what, what my sister told me in Italy is like. Well, if 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 I was in that position, I'd do the same he's doing. <laughs> Stupid slaves! They take your damn meds. Oh, a production note, Mickey, could you bring me my blue thing? Thank you, love. Blue thing, blue thing yeah, alert. I need the blue thing. Anyway, so this this whole thing is hilarious. Uh, in the meantime, it does actually delay uh, necessary funds coming from the IMF to uh, to Greece, and who knows? Maybe they only have two weeks left, and then they can't pay the. The wages of the the government slaves. That'll be a problem. Maybe they're just doing this to make sure that they get cut out of the EU. Yeah, well, 
let them, you know, let them. They'll they'll be the first of. But seriously, they had you know this 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 back room. Thank you, darling. This back room gathering. These guys had all the finance ministers of the G twenty. Thank you. Um, you know, there's some serious crap going on. You know, because Portugal's bailout is is right behind, and then we still have Spain and Ireland. You know, people, the slaves in Ireland are pissed off. So. Well, maybe the whole idea is just to bring it all down. I don't know, but I, well, I you know, this, that sounds like a good, good plan. <laughs> I have, I still have hold like ten euros, and, oh. <laughs> and the, yeah, the euro is like crashing. Like no, crazy. it's not. It went from one forty eight to one forty one in in like two days. That's that's when it was hefty. going between one forty and one twenty five. It was going down a lot faster. It's not going to go down. Well, I don't know. Maybe this. Let me take a look. Well, at isn't it. isn't the dollar going down? Uh, at the same time, so it kind of doesn't matter. No, the euro. When you're talking one forty one forty eight to one forty one, you're talking about the dollar. So the dollar's going up. Well, com- mm, I mean, okay. what are you comparing it to? You're comparing it to the dollar. So if the euro's going down, the dollar's going up. Okay, right. But you're saying it's not. I guess what I'm saying is, if the dollar devalues as well along with the euro, no. then they kind of no. Stay that's in- all we. That's all we compare it to. I mean, is this compared to the yen and the and the pound? But the, generally speaking, when you're talking about the value of the dollar, generally speaking, you're talking about it compared to the euro. So if okay. the one that you don't have both of them going down at the same time, I mean, theoretically, it's possible with the which would put the ridiculous British pound sterling in the driver's seat <laughs> because that's the only that and the yen are the only other two currencies that are important. I mean, the rest mm-hmm. of them are small potatoes, including the Australian dollar. Right. But the fact of the matter is. Generally speaking, you're talking about the dollar versus. But it, the but it went from like 148 to 141 in a week's time or something. It went pretty quick, I think. Well, well, I, I'm trying. It, I'm trying to take, trying to give you time to look. I'm sorry, I can't. It is. You're right. It's down at 141.17. Yeah, see, told you. Well, and, it's still too high until it's down to one. But all of this, John, really doesn't matter. This it doesn't. It doesn't matter one hoot nanny. You know why? Yes, I, I. Of course, I know why. Well, you, you're supposed to say no. Why do you? No, think? because I'm going to tell you why. I know no, why. No, I'm going to tell you, you know. why. Hey, who? Hey, all right. Why? Because it turns out, according to one source, that it wasn't it wasn't Bin Laden that was killed. It was some guy named Akbar who just happened to be living there. No, that doesn't matter either. That doesn't matter. Just his life. This is what matters, John. This is the only thing that matters. Ladies and gentlemen, winners of the 2011 Eurovision Song Contest, Azerbaijan! (laughs) This is uh, El and Nikki. Azerbaijan won, John. G, you think that's political? That's what I predicted. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I love the name of the song, though. It's like... It uh, sucks, whatever now, it is. The song is horrible. It's one of the worst pieces of crap that's ever won. Listen to this. Listen, the name of the song is like, I'm Afraid, Run Tonight, or some crap like that. Let's like... Yeah, that's a great positive message. Yeah, it's called Running Scared. I'm running scared tonight. It's a rip-off, too. I can't, I can't quite figure it out yet. But. 
I'm running scared tonight because I live in Azerbaijan. I'm gonna have the Russians invade me, and I'm running scared tonight. It's a horrible song. Anyway, congratulations to Azerbaijan. So, do the uh, does the uh, the the viewing public at the event boo? <laughs> no, <laughs> but once again, though, the stage is un effing believable. The amount of money that goes into this. This farce. <laughs> farce. It's a total farce. Why do we bring it up? Just like in... Well, because it's our, this is the one thing we do on a yearly basis that is really important to the show. It, it, you know, well, I'll tell you this. You can see why the Americans don't pay much attention to this event. <laughs> much or zero? Zero. I don't think... But, but I honestly believe that most of the people that listen to our show have never heard of this event until this show. That's very possible. Very, but for good so, reason. Yes. And they're all going like, hey, thanks. Thanks for bringing me that news. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, uh, sorry I was a little late today. I was filling out a job application. Where are you going to work? Anywhere that pays McDonald's? money. Anywhere that pays money. Well, we, that's probably what you're referring to is the fact that we have very little support for our last show. Yeah, I even tweeted and I said, dudes, this is not like not okay. So, I mean, because we ended the show, we always do like a 10-minute um, post-mortem on the show, and not eight times out of 10, it's like, that sucked, or like, you know, C+. Plus. We, we've never, we rarely give ourselves more, if ever, more than a B. Yeah, I've never gotten more than a B. And uh, I thought I thought we had like a B minus last show. Yeah, I was, uh, it depends. It could well, have been a C. You actually said, you said, oh, I thought we were pretty good. I say that all the time you until jinx, I think about you it. Jinx it. No, I think. Well, we clearly we suck because no one helped us. We got well, like, we did have one executive producer that did come in, and so we might as well mention them, uh, which is Equinox Publishing. Oh, that's very nice. Uh, and he came in at uh, two hundred, and he said he only did it because he saw your tweet about no donations for this episode and thought it's time to become a donor, not a boner. He says, yeah. "I'm part of a small group of avid listeners in Jakarta, Indonesia, which I think should be called Get More Nation Clove Cigarettes." <laughs> yeah, that's the Kretek. The Kretek. Apparently, they all come from there. Oh, have, you ever, sm- have turned- you ever smoked one of those? I don't smoke. Well, have you ever been around and someone I, who was know, smoking I can, it? I, I've eaten cloves, and I can't imagine what it must burn that crap out of your lungs to smoke one of those things. It's literally like you're like, hey, here's some elephant poop. I think I will smoke that. <laughs> That's literally what it's like. It's There's horrible. some guy in the offices at Mevio, not in Mevio itself, but with one of those offices in that building uh-huh. that goes out front and smokes cloves oh, cigarettes. Oh, my goodness. That's offensive. That's really bad. Anyway, he says that his friend who turned me on to No Agenda is James Brewis, but he's a douchebag. Oh, no. Douchebag. Because he's been listening way longer, but hasn't donated a penny. Oh, and I know uh, John's a fan of KL, but ask anyone who's been to both cities, and everyone will tell you Jakarta is what Jakarta. I've been to both cities, by the way. I've been to Jakarta. What is better, Kuala Lumpur or Jakarta? Kuala Lumpur is much better. Yeah, because they got those cool buildings. Well, besides the buildings, I think they're more of a party town, and it seems like they have better time. Than <laughs> well, how come I don't get a vision of you as like a partier? I don't see you whooping it up, doing like <laughs> I don't whoop shot, it up. belly shots off of some chick in the bar. I just don't have that vision. <laughs> you just say shots, 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 and there's John. Yeah. Hey, lie so, down, uh, girl. I'm going to do a shot off of your belly. 
So Mark uh, Hannes uh, is our guy there in Jakarta. And uh, they you, do have, uh, in both Jakarta and KL, which refers to Kuala Lumpur, mm-hmm. to the locals call it KL. KL. And uh, they both have uh, access to the cheap DVD copies that are absolutely perfect. <laughs> and they're two bucks. <laughs> <coughs> they Well, that'll end soon. Any movie? Well, maybe. Yeah. You know, they, yeah, maybe. Yeah, Joe Biden's going to come and put slap you in irons, kick your ass. Well, they so, had a so mayor it, right? apparently in uh, Kuala Lumpur that, that decided to crack down on it. And then after he made the announcement, his house burnt to the ground. <laughs> Whoops. And that was Gee. the end of that. Hmm. Coincidence? I think not. Okay, a couple of PR mentions. Uh, people have been uh, doing some work for us. Uh, here's two domains. I think there's some good SEO juice. Bestipadpricing.com and bestipadpricing.net. <laughs> Both of those forwarding to noagendashow.com. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, he was reluctant. He said, he was like, said, yeah, I don't know if you guys think this would be. And I, as soon as I saw it, I said, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Now we also have, oh, actually staying in line with, uh, with the Euro, the Song Contest de Eurovision. Uh, noagendashow.eu has now been registered and oh. forwarding to us, yeah, along nice. with noagenda.me. And uh, let me see, we have, uh, oh, oh yeah, I mentioned again for uh, Rhino the Bearded's uh, noagendacovers.com. That's a school project, but actually a lot of the money goes to the show if you buy something from his site, so we uh, highly appreciate that. Um, good idea from Robert uh, Seals. He said, I really missed out on, on three, show 303 because I'm, I live in uh, Colorado, and that is the area code for northern Colorado. Oh, area codes. Yeah, and then I said, well, what's three? He says 304 is West Virginia. So, of course, uh, anyone who was in West Virginia wanted to get in on the special area code donation level. <laughs> I'm, I'll do anything to not have to go get a job. Uh, and and 305, uh, do you know what that's the area code for, 305? By the way, is the McDonald's job application one or two pages? I think it's just one page. But, you know, you do, you do like, start off at Hamburger U, and it takes, like, a long time before you get placed. Um, 305 is the area code for Florida. Oh, we have Florida listeners. I know we got Florida listeners. And uh, let's see. Oh, yes, this was a special request. Uh, this is... Uh, Angelo, your friendly pharmacy technician, sends us uh, good inside dirt from time to time. So I'm leaving Gitmo Nation Hula as Hawaii. And uh, they're only using the naked body scanner. The metal detector was blocked off. So naturally, I opted out. And during the pat-down, I started singing the national anthem. I wonder if that was the Stars and the Star Spangled Banner or if it was the Gitmo Nation national anthem. Somehow I have a feeling I could just hear him go, in the morning, get more nation. <laughs> That'd so, be great, So needless to say, he was detained and questioned for being defiant towards national security because I made a scene and caused others to opt out. I received an applause from an older couple while I was being escorted to the questioning room. I was allowed to pass after they deemed me not a threat to my country. Overall, everything went better than expected. <laughs> I'd like to make a request of Miss Mickey to do The Laugh on Sunday's show. Okay, well, hopefully she heard that and she'll come in and she'll do The Laugh for you. You deserve it, that's for sure. Good job on the record that laugh. Nah, I like it live better. 
Uh, speaking of uh, Miss Mickey, so she's got the big ass map now that she uh, that uh, my daughter actually ordered from Amazon. They've mounted it on some cardboard. We've got pins sticking in it, and uh, she would like you to email her with your suggestions for places to come uh, to drop by on our tour. Pictures, of course, are welcome. If you've got uh, a place for us to park, or if there's something uh, an event happening, she is coordinating this. And you can email her at Mickey at Curry dot com. M I C K Y, no E. She's not a mouse. Mickey at Curry dot com. And uh, she'd be very happy to uh, stay in touch with you and coordinate that. And uh, are you going to do the laugh now for our. Uh, oh, come over here. Come on. All right. Practice. Come on. You can do it. Ha! That sucks. Oh, that, yeah, try that again. That was terrible. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> I think you need to go back to bed. I think she's. Hello, I think everybody. she's lost it. Ah, I got you it. Can do it I can do it better. All right. Anyway, that's the. And then we're still looking for an RV. Uh, so we're getting a little close to the. Uh, you know, we're getting closer to showtime, and it's uh, getting a little concerning that we don't have wheels yet. But uh, everything else is planned. <laughs> I got someone to pick up the mail, and everything else is all set. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So uh, we thank uh, Equinox Publishing very much for being uh, pretty much uh, the sole executive producer and the only credit on today's show. Everybody else out there, you can still do something really important with our formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. also find our show at shutupslaves.com of course and um, lots of you checked out the new show notes system nashownotes.com show notes for today's program will be at 304.nashownotes.com system's working well if only I had remembered to update the uh, noagendashow.com site (laughs) everything else is working fine that might have been part of the problem yeah see you wrote that and that really pissed me off that's why I tweeted and you were like well, since you didn't update the site, that's why donations are down. No, maybe they were just down because uh, you sucked. All I know is that it did a lot. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. All I know is that because of the tweet, it saved the day. Yeah. So no, I'm we, glad yeah, we, I did it. Yeah, we would have had nothing. Hold on a second. What is yellow giving me here? Oh, jeez. Uh, you know, we might as well. Uh, the chat room's alive and well. <laughs> Hold on a second. What is this system doing? Uh, anyway. So, uh, hey, was it just me or was C-SPAN like uh, no new programming, really? Did you see a lot on C-SPAN? Because I was watching this like they had a lot I, of yeah, repeats I of stuff. I gave up on C-SPAN and went back yeah. to the sofa. Oh, sorry. I don't know what that's from. Sounds kind of more like a sheep. <laughs> If you had sheep, that's what they sound like. <laughs> well, what do you think that is? <laughs> I got them here in the backyard. Um, By the way, before we go on, uh, mm. the um, huh? The, I, I because you mentioned something. I want to play. It. I, I mentioned. want to play a clip. Okay. Because you mentioned traveling around and the whole thing. So and you said you're going to have uh, people picking up the mail. This I thought was a funny clip. I was watching because the C-SPAN being so dull. I ended up watching Gossip Queens. What is that? Oh. It's like a, it's like the third of of the uh, view clones. 
only this time it's a bunch of crazy women who are I've never heard of any of them who uh, just gossip. And uh, what's the what's the name of the show? Gossip Queens. Gossip Queens. Yeah. Jeez. What is that on Bravo or something? It's a syndicate. It could be anywhere. And so I get it off of CBS. Hmm. And uh, and so they ran this story. And as soon as they did, uh, it was a piece of gossip about the bling ring. Uh-huh. A- and the, the punchline to it was, aha, you know, this is just reminds me of like of like a lot of too many people I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tell us about the bling ring. So, do you guys know about the bling ring? No. Oh, these kids who are breaking into celebrities' homes and stealing stuff? Basically, they put out a hit list. It's like their version of a hit list, and they went and got everyone from Paris to Orlando. But not Bloom. even in a smart way. Like, there were security cams everywhere, I and they were you easily identified. I thought about some jewelry. I didn't they, know about some kids. They took all the jewels. Oh, so they were they're robbers. Yeah, they yeah. came and, and they robbed. Were, they were following all these celebrities on Twitter, and whenever a celebrity would say, I'm in Vegas, they would case out the house. That's and, genius, and, actually. And, Can I just and say break that? into yeah. the house. And then, but not only that, it found out that these houses were really easy to get into. Oh, really? Yeah, like there, in a lot of the places, there were not security measures in place. Wow. There was no security guards. The alarms weren't on. Mm-hmm. And the celebrities were basically saying, I'm not home. Rob me. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, fine. Break in and rob me. And if you find anything, just leave me a note because I forgot about it clearly. Well, that's not, the story here. wasn't about you. The story no, was about I know. the I know, idiot. but this is two years ago. It's a really old story. These bitches lived in my street. Two of them lived here. Who? One of them who uh, had to go to jail. The story is about the fact that people still go out and tweet. I met them yeah, here. I'm, I'm not here. here. Yeah. I'm over there. No, I get it. I get it. So, so we, you know, the funny thing was there was this website called Rob My Please Rob My House <laughs> yeah, or Rob My that. Home or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. That would take the tweets and then it would yeah. take a map of where you lived <laughs> and post it. Yeah. And that that site went they took that site down. Oh really? Janet yeah. did Janet uh, Lucy Napolitano take it down? This whole thing with this uh you know now that it's like oh we're now going to take down .net domains. Excuse me. Is is this not some violation of like the 4th amendment or something somewhere? You can't just like take stuff down. There's no judge, no jury. How does this work? What where are we living? This is not Nazi okay. Nazi Germany. Yeah, clearly. And by the way, this uh, Gossip Queens, you and I could have cast this. This is great. So we've got Lonnie Love, the black chick. We've got uh, one brunette, Michelle Collins. One blonde, Bernadette Pauly. And then the gay guy, Alec Mapa. Yeah, it's a stereotype. It's perfect, yeah. We, if we had sat down and said, let's put, it, let's put a show together. <laughs> so we, you're right. That's exactly what we picked. That <laughs> yeah, would have been perfect. I so, hope that doesn't uh, go on throughout the show. No, I, I will stop that. I will not do it anymore. No, but uh, this domain name seizure stuff. I mean, how come no one's like up in arms? What is going on? Where's our press? Where's our media on this? This is not okay. They don't want to have their sites taken down. No, exactly. It's just nuts. I, I, you know, have you written about this? Can you write an article about this? Can you do something? I'll have my site. will be closed. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. <laughs> this is why no one does it, right? Because everyone's afraid. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the way it works in it, a fascist it's society. On the N- NSDAA, don't talk about that stuff. So instead, we can't talk about anything good, so we talk about things like, I, I, I was stunned, but now there's a new Hot Pockets theme. No, you've got to be kidding me. Hot Pockets. A new That's one? That's out. 
Oh, oh, we, this is the new one? Do I play this? Yeah, play. Hi, I'm Cheeseburger. This is Buffalo Chicken, and this is Sloppy Joe. We're brothers. We, we, we all taste great. Some more than others. Ah! Hot Pocket Side Shots. Three delicious flavors stuffed into soft baked buns. Hot Pockets. Oh, I don't like that one. No. That's no good. I like that. Hot Pockets. It's a whole different key, even. It's the key's different. It doesn't have any life to it. That's no good. It's like three drunks. <laughs> it's no good. Let me, let me listen to the payoff there. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll clip it just to have it. Big buns. Hot pockets. Oh, I don't clip horrible. it. That's horrible. <laughs> okay, well, short the hot pocket. You know, actually, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, I think Christina met the woman who invented the hot pocket. No, the, the there's nobody invents something like that. It's yes, a pasty. no, she invented. She sold the company, or she sold the recipe, or whatever. No, I think it's real. I think I think she, you know, well, maybe it's just some old bag trying to pick up my daughter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, little girl. <laughs> hey, I invented hot pockets. You want to come on over? What, no, wait, wait, what, the, what the genesis of the word comes from? Uh, yeah, let me show. Put your hand in my hot pocket. I'll show you what's happening. Hot it's time for our Lone Wolf segment. This is a part of the category we call... If you see something, say something. Here's Lucy Napolitano uh, on CBS uh, talking about the Lone Wolves. One source of concern is what is called the Lone Wolf. Uh, that is somebody who's uh, in the United States, a United States citizen. Uh, he may have become radicalized via the Internet. There you go. That's it, John. This is what's happening. It's happening all around the country. The young citizens are getting radicalized by the Internet. Huh? It's that evil internet thingy that the radical. Uh, it needs to be regulated. That's right. So, well, I, I, that's right. Self radicalization is is got to be. We've got to stomp it out uh, to the point of violence. And says in in retaliation for the death of Osama bin Laden. And notice she's saying Osama. This is very interesting. Oh, it's probably because of the the gaff. Maybe that you know you're right. Maybe a memo went out. It's like, <clears throat> hello everybody. Uh, I've noticed some real problems. Everybody talking about me being dead instead of Osama. So from now on, I want to uh, everybody. Uh, <laughs> You're struggling. <laughs> you start off so strong and then it falls apart because you don't. You have not internalized it. No, because I'm talking to you and I'm visualizing you there in your underwear, and it gets hard after a point. I mean. <laughs> Anyway, so that's, you're probably right. The memo went out. Said, Please say Usama so you can't mess it up, bitches. I'm going to do X. And a, and a sole actor who's not in contact with anyone. <laughs> I'm going to call him, I'm going to call him uh, President Obama. <laughs> From now on, this is going to be new. <laughs> President Obama. Uh, that's very difficult to prevent. There was a veritable treasure trove. Oh, John, a veritable treasure trove. Veritable treasure trove of porn. <laughs> there was some porn there. <laughs> of course, of information that information. was seized from the compound. Information. What kinds of things have you gleaned about potential threats as a result? Um, continued references to transportation, to mm -hmm. aviation. Uh, and transportation. <laughs> this is great. To rail. Rail. 
Real. Uh, and so we've, uh, we're have we in yeah. contact with, say... One of, these high speed, one of these trains, like the one that goes from uh, Berkeley to Sacramento, you know, yeah. five guys would be dead. Yeah. Amtrak and, and the Amtrak, other rail carriers Amtrak. across the country uh, and, and making sure that they were following their own safety procedures. Uh -huh. Did you increase security on trains across the country when you got word that they were potential targets. We uh, provided information to rail uh, to see uh, if they needed any additional resources. That's Money. His, yeah, and resources. Rail LaHood is his new name. Rail, not Ray, it's Rail LaHood. Um, and I think that's the way we need to work. We need to be providing information. And money. Providing backup. We, of course, don't control. We control aviation in a sense much more than rail and transit that's much more local in nature and have they in response to hear that edit i hate that so they edited a whole piece out right there response to this potential threat increased security um i haven't been in touch with any of them directly <laughs> what does that mean what does I, that mean i mean so this is the woman who's uh, we got to be careful lone wolves and everything but i haven't really talked to anybody about that it's just uh it's not important i shouldn't talk to anybody in rail it's not much apartment i do aviation some of the information that was seized was there any evidence of sleeper cells operating in this country i don't want to talk about what was uh found necessarily uh, in the compound that's still being digested <laughs> being digested <laughs> because i ate it can't you tell i ate it all translated uh, gone through um uh, but i can say that uh, we do operate under the premise that be it a homegrown terrorist or uh, a group or they may be uh inspired by al-qaeda they may be ah that's the new one john inspired by al-qaeda these are all the memes. You just got to pick them up. We actually operationally in touch with Al-Qaeda. We just operate under that assumption. This is uh, air, air flights around the country that they're clearing. Right the secretary the gave us a tour of the nerve center for transportation security. Located in a nondescript office complex near Dullis International Airport. Oh, shut Hold up. on a second. <laughs> she was talking over her right there? Yeah. So they just let the conversation go on in well, the no, background, and then no, 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 somebody, no. some some producer says, "We can't, we can't put up with this." Just no, it was a tour. No, it was tour footage. It was tour footage of like the same room that they showed that uh, was like the war room for uh, BP during the oil spill. Yeah. Same setup, nondescript office building. It's all secret, but we don't talk to rail. We don't talk to airplanes. Just shut up, Lucy. And then uh, Maria Bartiromo talked to. Uh, El Presidente uh, Billy Boy Clinton and uh, he don't believe it he's not buying it he's not buying it yeah. someone asked me the other day do you think Pakistan is our partner in the war on terror or someone there knew Bin Laden was there and helped him stay anonymous and my answer was yes to both questions <laughs> did you hear the douchebag laughing about that <laughs> you made a funny, Billy. <laughs> so here's the question about, uh, will Al-Qaeda respond? What do you think Al-Qaeda's response will be at this point? I don't know, because uh, I think that he clearly was uh, symbolically the head of Al-Qaeda. And still, if 
what we read in the press is to be believed. See, he is what we read in the press. He, he's like downplaying it. If we're, and now listen to the, he has two very interesting things he's going to say here. I'll shut up. About there being a veritable treasure trove of information on his computer. So there it is, the veritable treasure trove. Exact same words. Yeah, Lucy. trove's a big deal. The, no, veritable. It's veritable. What is oh, ver- do, you, do they both use veritable? Yes, veritable. A veritable <laughs> treasure. Veritable. What does veritable mean? What does the veritable even mean? Who cares? No, I need to know now. What is veritable? Ver- veritable means a, a virtual. It means like a, it's a, 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 a kind of a, like I would say, it means kind of a treasure trove. Or a, a, a bonanza of a treasure trove. <laughs> Bana- well, why does it just say bonanza? Hold on. Words matter. Here it is. Being, in fact, the thing named and not false, unreal, or imaginary, often used to stress the aptness of a metaphor. The hell does that mean? Well, it means a treasure trove. It wasn't a treasure trove technically. It was a metaphor for a bunch of good stuff. And so veritable just in, emphasizes the fact that what, what the metaphor is, which is treasure trove, uh-huh. is really treasure trove. It's bullcrap. Wow, that's uh, that sucks. Okay, what was that? Now that was like the diction, talking dictionary overmodulated. All right, here we go. Computers was still thinking about what to do. The operational head for a long time has been his number two, Doctor Alzawahiri. Now I've never heard anyone refer to the number two guy, evil douchebag, as Doctor Doctor Alzawahiri. You know what I mean? I, you've never heard that before? I've never heard of a doctor, but he's like doctor, like he lets it sink in, like, because he's intelligent. Doctor. I think I've heard it before. Really? Now I've, that you I've mentioned it. it. Other people his... have called him doctor, hair doctor. Oh, really? Number two, Dr. Alzawahiri. And, and in recent years, Al-Qaeda has operated more like a franchise operation. Uh, it's like McDonald's. That's what it is, a franchise. Well, they've set it up. With all of this stuff, it's like, forget about it. We're going to be under terror alert for the rest of our lives. Taking off your shoes and panties to get into the movies. Yeah, well, the thing, yeah, and also big sporting events. Yeah. It's going to sink the economy. It's all a bunch of bull crap. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have this kind of security during World War II when thousands and thousands and thousands of people, tens of thousands of people were being killed. And there were uh, there was eight German agents blowing up bridges all over the country. Yeah, because that was so real. So what makes this worse? <laughs> because I mean, that I don't was see real. any evidence of doing anything. Because it's that was real. Talker. Because that was real. This is just a money grab. That's the difference. Ah. Yeah. What was I thinking? Yeah. I so we're going to also be stuck in Afghanistan. I kind of track track down the uh, the the memes. Uh, there's a couple of them here. I have one of them is uh, one of them first is presented to the left. We hey, have by the way, I'm sorry. There's one thing you forgot about the Second World War. Uh, we did throw all the Japs in uh, the the brink, and then of course back in the day they were called Japs. Now they're Japanese Americans. But uh, remember, we threw them into camps. Yeah. On the yeah. West Coast, mostly. Yeah, well, so isn't that the same thing, that they were like terrorists? They're like, hey, they're terrorists! This Japanese! Well, yeah, but that wasn't... The, it wasn't a general attack on the public. They didn't just start throwing everybody in camps. They're not just, you know, What's harassing the Arabs well, yeah. in, like, in the U.S. Yeah. of A. No, that's true. But they so did... I don't know, I don't well, yeah, but we've done that with, like, a you, you must be a communist, and we're going to... 
Yeah. Shame well, it's you. Not, it's not that it hasn't happened before, but I think it's worse than ever. My point is, it's an American thing. It's what we do. So uh, they've decided to make sure that the public is clued in on the fact we're not leaving Afghanistan just because we shot bin Laden and just because we went to Afghanistan to get bin Laden and break up al-Qaeda. That's why we went there, supposedly. Now, apparently not. So what they've done is they sent their uh, stooges, uh, CIA stooges from uh, to the left wing, to the left wing audience, Bill Maher. <laughs> so they, yeah, okay. They put Richard Clark on Bill Maher, and he gives his side of the story. Now, and now who's Richard Clark again? So everybody Richard knows. Richard Clark is this ex CIA guy who wrote a bunch of books, and he was the head of the CIA's hunt for Bin Laden. Him and two other everybody it seems to be a bunch of these guys, but he's the main one. You've seen him a million times. He's that gray haired, slow talking guy. Obviously, stills work. Probably still. Uh, I'm well, he's still a spook. Obviously, still yeah. a spook. Yeah. And he comes on and he and he just basically reads party line in a very inner, you know very educational ways very slow and and deliberate and he's but basically he's giving the message on uh, what you know we have to expect and then on the other side we have like on the on the right wing side we have to bring somebody out so we are now using it looks like Judith Miller the ex uh, stooge for the, the New York Times who was probably in the agency and she's the one who knew, kind of screwed the, the you know certain people over it during the uh, yellow cake thing. She pushed the yellow cake oh. thing so Bush could go to war in Iraq. Yeah. And she got fired and now she's a, a fellow. How do you go from being a journalist, a writer, reporter to being a fellow in the Manhattan Institute mm. is be, and a commentator on Fox? Uh-huh. I don't know. How do you do that, Adam? Can you? Can you? Can I get that job? Um, uh, not anymore. So anyway, so she goes on Fox and gives her side of the story, but it's the same story. Uh. But one's given to the right, one's given <coughs> to the left. Listen to Richard Clark on on uh, staying in Afghanistan. It kind of summarizes things. the article in the Washington Post this week. They said they talked to some high level people in our government who say getting Bin Laden really is the end game for Afghanistan. That this is our exit strategy and it changes everything. Is that true? You think? No, I don't. Uh, the president's going to announce next month that we're taking five thousand troops out of Afghanistan over the course of the next few months mm. so that he can say we're on the road out but we're not on the road out uh, and I think we'll have US troops throughout his presidency even if he gets reelected we'll probably wow. have US troops there at some number because the Afghans are, are such pathetic uh, we organized yeah. allies right. yeah they're only you know the only worse ally you could have is Pakistan and and <laughs> so the thing I don't, I don't since I don't understand how we snuck into the psyche that Afghanistan is an ally. Afghanistan, are, weren't they a bunch of jabronis and they were hiding like the dude and, the, and, he, and, and Bin Laden came from there and it was all like Al-Qaeda <laughs> and now there's an ally? they, they got to change this, the what? narrative. I don't get it. They're changing the narrative. I think here's another, the third party in this, by the way, is Charles Krauthammer. Mm. Or Heimer, but he he is on all these. He's on both the left and the right side, and he's like the 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 uh, the guy in the wheelchair who is the most uh, intellectual, and he seems to be takes care of the people in the middle who may be wavering. And I also have a staying in Afghanistan clip from him, and I think he says basically the same thing Clark does, but he says it, it to the other to a different audience. So should we do Judith Miller first, since she's now let's do uh, do Krauthammer. Okay. Yeah. It's a billions of dollars defending a corrupt guy, Karzai. You can understand why Americans want out of there. 
I do absolutely, and I agree with all of that, except for one thing. I think we're looking at the Afghan-Pakistan relationship through the wrong end of the telescope. Conventional view is that Afghanistan is the prize, and Pakistan is a bit, a bit of a problem because it works against us, it provides safe haven, etc. I think it's the other way around. Afghanistan is not worth a hill of beans in and of itself. Uh, it reminds me of what Bismarck said about the Balkans. They are not worth the bones of a single Pomeranian grenadier. But what Afghanistan has is proximity to Pakistan. And by the way, that, that metaphor really speaks to me. Unbelievable <laughs> that he'd throw that in, don't I you mean, think? Really? I mean, is, who is he talking to? Uh, somebody, I, I guess some professor. Wow. I have no idea. Wow. Pakistan is the prize, or to put it another way, Pakistan is the problem. As we saw in the bin Laden operation, that's where the terrorists are living. All kinds of jihad. By the way, stop, stop right there. He, uh, he, I think he made a mistake in, the, in his script. He said Pakistan is the prize. Yeah, but he meant Pakistan is the problem. And but- then he, without skipping a beat, he, but I think he, because he's really cool. In terms of, like, he doesn't panic. He doesn't start to well, stutter. He's, he, he's mk ultra So he goes, Yeah. It, then he says, it's the, he says it's, it's the prize, then he says it's the problem, but it's the prize. It is the prize, and, and uh, that's where, of course, all the terrorists are really from. So that's the next, well, we all know it's the next move. We, we already affected the Occupy Pakistan. We, we bomb people, we, Pakistanis. No, we, we have our drones we kill and them. They blow, blow guys out of the, yeah. Yeah, we, we kill them all the time. You know why? It's what we do. What we do. So you don't have to play the rest of that. You get the idea. Judith Miller. No, I just, I just want to hear his stumble again. That was kind of cool. Let's hear uh, Krautheimer's stumble. Pakistan is the problem. As we saw. No, hold on. A little bit back more. Similarly to Pakistan. Pakistan is the prize. Or to put it another way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or um, to put it another way. Uh, Pakistan is the problem. As we saw the bin Laden operation. Huh? Yeah, the guy's professional. But the, the whole like the metaphor stuff. He's got to lay off of that. The analogy. <laughs> Maybe there was a code in there. <laughs> yeah, it was like it woke me up. That's for sure. <laughs> it what? did. It got like, your what? attention. <laughs> what are you going to tell me something here? Uh, Pakistan <laughs> is the prize. Okay, it worked. All right, Judith Miller. Now, where is she on? She's on Fox. Judith Miller's on a news. One of the news shows. I think it was a Fox one. But she uh, she goes on to some other little piece of information that I th- and she is really deep in this thing in all these things and when she she's she this is the ministry of truth uh, through her as she's she's streaming it and it's very interesting what she has to say within weeks the future of u.s military involvement will be in jeopardy judy miller is an adjunct fellow at the manhattan institute and a fox news contributor thanks for joining us judy is uh, judy hot you've seen her I don't remember her. Well, she, she looks like a she looks like an agent. Well, like a like a Angelina Jolie agent. Uh, you can go look her up while you're listening. Nice to, to be this. here, Heather. I'd like to start by talking about the War Powers Act. President Obama used that to give him authority to send troops into Libya. It has a deadline, sixty days. That's coming up. What do you think will happen, and what do you think should happen? Well, I think that the Libyan opposition group met with the White House yesterday and asked them that very question: Are you going to abandon us next Friday when the sixty-day deadline that you just mentioned kicks in? And they got every reassurance that the United States is in this to protect the Libyan people and that we're not going
going to abandon them until that goal is achieved. Now, the War Powers Act is 60 days. That is, the Congress must authorize the use of military force after 60 days, but it has a kind of month wiggle room, and the month wiggle what? room is the drawing down of forces. And, of course, we have no, dra- no ground troops in and on the ground in Libya. We're just uh, doing a no-fly zone, and they're through NATO. So I think that the president is going to find a way around the yeah. War Powers Act, as all presidents have. Oh, please. Give me a break. This was nothing, it, it, it was never declared under the War Powers Act. He just went ahead and did it. It was because NATO said so. We're the NATO's bitches. I, you know, this is the whole thing I, that I, I went crazy know, about. I don't know whether you're you're right or wrong on that. I, I think you, it, it's beside the point. Can you do you have the Obama clip where he says we'll be out in days? <laughs> oh. said days. We're talking about sixty days already. At two months, and he and then she says we're going to be there a lot longer. Which of course we said initially too. I mean, it's not like any. This is not, not like a revelation to anyone who listens to this show. Yeah. Um, but it seems to be a revelation to someone. But uh, you got to keep that that. Clip yeah, at the I rate. know. I, I I'm sorry. Uh, it's like, uh, uh, what show was that? Three. I mean, how long ago was it? Sixty days, right? So Sixty days ago, so, right? So I don't. A lot of shows back. He says we're going to be out in days. Hold not on a weeks. second. How many shows ago? So that's got to be uh, like two nine seven. I don't know. Oh it was some time ago. My goodness, this is this is unbelievable. We're going to be out in days, not weeks. Or months, but. Or months, he says, even in the clip. And, and oh, right. And meanwhile, what did I see on, uh, on CNN last night? Because C-SPAN was like nothing going on. Chaz Bono. <laughs> I saw Chaz Bono on Letterman. I, so what, I don't understand what Chaz is doing. So Chaz used he's to be. He's got a book. He would, oh, he's got a book. Okay. Chaz used to be He's got a good, good PR agent, thing going. Yeah. He's on everywhere. Yeah. Well, Pierce Morgan, I don't know that's good anymore. Well, no, he's on everybody. I, he's been everywhere. I mean, he was on Letterman. Letterman, I thought, did a really good job interviewing him because uh, he actually knows how to interview. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting. Well, what, 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 interesting. What, what, I, I enjoyed it. What turned me off though is because you know, I'm, I'm interested in, and uh, and Mickey has no idea. Chad never heard of chastity. Anything you know, she knows who Cher is. Uh, this is not known outside of the United States for some reason, and uh, it was okay. I mean, I don't mind the interview, but then they're talking, and then they show the B-roll of like post-op. It's like, no, I'm eating here. <laughs> oh, I yeah. don't want to see B-roll, <laughs> no, but like over and over again, it's like the same B-roll. Like oh, that tells you oh. something about <laughs> Piers Morgan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it is U.S. policy that Gaddafi needs to go. But let me emphasize that we uh, anticipate this transition to take place in a matter of days and not a matter of weeks. Ah, hello, everybody. March 21st, 2011. March, April. Wow. March 21st. This show, we really fly past episodes of this show. It goes fast, doesn't it? I know. I remember I know. that being, he's saying that almost yesterday, but it was months ago that we're going to be gone in a couple of days. So the funny. I, it's amazing the public puts up with this crap. No, they don't I know. Mean, this guy no, they, is, dude, what are you talking about? They're watching Chaz Bono. They're watching Chaz Bono. I was watching Chaz Bono, yeah, too. But. Exactly. <laughs> That's, this was so bad. We're watching Chaz Bono, and the president just lied. It'll be a number of days, not weeks. Now we're at 60 days. 
We're going to be there well, forever. 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 And we'll be there. <laughs> We're going to be there forever. Now they're here. Play the Killing Libya Imams. Oh, no. Oh, brother. What is this? Triple uh. compound today. His regime is allegedly burying 11 imams they claim were killed in coalition attacks. David Lee Miller is streaming live from Tripoli. David? Squirrel! Greg, uh, Muammar Gaddafi remains effectively in hiding. We did not see him today at the funeral services here in Tripoli for <laughs> nine of the 11 Wait. imams. Wait, did they went to the uh, funeral and they expected to see him? <laughs> Is that hilarious or what? Are you kidding me? I mean, are you absolutely kidding me? Um, that the government here says were killed in the city of Brega by a NATO airstrike. Officials here in Tripoli say that the 11 imams were killed during the early morning hours as they slept in a guest house. The government says the men were in Brega for part of a... Uh, I want to see the pictures. Show me the pictures of the dead imams. This is, I, now I want pictures from everything. Uh, How about their names? Yeah, that, that would be helpful. Peace ceremony to try and uh, work towards the reunification of Libya. And oh, I can't listen to that. So the... So the, the um, I thought it was with no fly zone. They're just bombing people. The, uh, the opposition, the official opposition, you know those guys from Pennsylvania with a website? Yeah. Uh, so they visited the White House. Yeah. Well, and, it's short. Just a, you can take a train. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, they have not yet been officially recognized as uh, as the new leaders of Libya by uh, the United States. Uh, so that has to be made official still somehow. Well, that's got to be the tough part. Uh, well, they, they're already kind of saying it. They own the bank. They uh, they're shipping the oil. Everyone's got boots on the ground there except us. Uh, so so we say. Everyone's got consultants. No, and, we, have, uh, we must have some consultants there. I think we can get oh, away yeah, with oh, that. Yeah. And we got helpers and everything. You know, the funniest thing, though, is just to go back to the veritable treasure trove. I mean, we got to keep this in there, John. It's the veritable treasure trove of information from and porn. Uh, and porn from Osama bin Laden's compound. Apparently, uh, they found <laughs> they found in uh, in the in the veritable treasure trove of information. Uh, don't bother assassinating Joe Biden. Did you read this? <laughs> now, where'd you get this? This is from the Telegraph. <laughs> it's like, ah, don't bother about him. Don't bother about Joe Biden. Nobody cares. Really? It, yeah, it says here. Uh, this is bullcrap. U.S. officials have revealed that uh, Osama bin Laden's diaries contain the rather startling conclusion that he didn't think Vice President Joe o Biden was worth bumping out, bumping off. The Obama administration, the Obama administration, is briefing that Barack Obama was Bin Laden, Bin Laden's top target, while military chiefs like the chairman of the Joint Staff, uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff, the Defense Secretary, were also major scalps. But Joe Biden's scalp, apparently, not so much. A counterterrorism official said, "Quote: There is a note indicating that the Vice President is not an important target because that position has less weight. Just leave o Biden alone." That's bull crap. That they, they're making this stuff up. Uh, John, duh, the whole thing is made up. Please. Why would they throw that in? I you know why they threw it in? Probably old Biden was in one of the meetings and said, You gotta put this in there because I don't want me to be threatened. I'm taking the train all the time and they can kill me if they think I'm a target. I don't want no lone wolves getting me some Al Qaeda inspired lone wolves. Well, you're right. Don't you think it was planted in there for that reason? Because well Biden's already point. on the tra- always on the train. Good point. Good point. The 
of course, and so the dumb lone wolves would say, "Oh, well, that's okay. Okay, then we'll just pass it. We'll pass on him." Oh, well, he's not important. Do you think that Obiden's Obama, not in on it? Because Osama said so. You think Obiden's not in on it? You think he's not in on the whole joke? I mean, you know, the porn thing is BS. I think he's too. in on the whole joke. That's why he he planted this piece of bull crap. Mm. Mm, maybe. Maybe. It's the only thing that makes sense to me, because why would they even care? What, has he got a list of names? What is the guy, like a PR company? He's got, oh, let's put the guys on the on the Nixon hit list. I mean, give me a break. Anger fan uh, website that I follow, they did a pretty nice expose of uh, all these different pictures of uh, the compound, the house, the mansion, his lair. Um the mansion, that mansion thing, still kills me. But the, half the pictures, I've seen Quonset huts that are nicer yeah. than that place. Half the pictures have a satellite dish outside, and the other half don't. Oh yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. So the question is, uh, when did it get put in? Oh, I think it was taken out. Ooh, that it could be the other way around. Yeah, possible. But they said he had no internet, no telephone, no nothing. He only had porn. And how come we don't? I mean, was it gay hey, if porn? He got, if he's got nothing, he's watching, well, how's he got the TV working in there? I just want to know what kind of porn it was. I mean, it's a veritable treasure. There's a lot of gags there that you know. You ever look at uh, <laughs> at what those old gags about the you know uh, uh, porn from uh, uh, burka porn? You know, there's a somebody wearing a burka and showing a little ankle or something like that. Uh, no, it's been a while since I've old jokes, old those. jokes. Okay. Well, so what's the what's the punchline? That was it. They were showing an ankle. Oh, so, so um, um, well, if you jinx, want to change the topic, jinx. I yeah, do have a. Yeah, go ahead. This is the end of an era with soap opera, so I've decided to cut oh, some dialogue. No, did you find my another world episode? I got the which one? no, I didn't, but I got the soap opera dialogue a gem that I think people should listen to. We're going to be missing this sort of talk thing. about trying to stare down your demons. You did. I killed you. But the memory lingers on. So tell me, which one of your little pills makes ghosts go away? Maybe it'll take more than one. Maybe a whole pharmaceutical cocktail. Why? We are, what's that term? Strung out. How long has it been since we popped our last little helper? You don't want to think about it, do you? That you need a little something more and more frequently? How soon before you can't go an entire rotation or an entire surgical procedure unaltered? Do you think the patients have a right to know that the lady with the scalpel is as high as a kite? Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> this was General Hospital, no doubt. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know which one it was now that I think about it. I think it was Life to Live or something. I, I don't know. I just Hospital. taking these clips just to remind people this is a lost era in American history. So you still don't remember me, do you? It's okay. It's okay. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> you know, you, you will. And um, and you have to feel this connection, right? You have to. I think I rather would watch Ellen than this. This is horrible. <laughs> this is really. This is bad stuff. This is just. This are random. This is what you hear on these shows. I mean, they. They. I think maybe they lost their writers, or they're all working for Ellen. They, no, or, John. They always sucked. It was I always guess so. horrible. It's yeah, they're been, slow moving. That's the problem. It doesn't work in today's market. Duh. No, it's it's ridiculous. Oh. 
So the um, it was kind of interesting. They signed off. Uh, they, as in, uh, I guess it was at Congress. I hope this was the House. Uh, basically, the uh, the Secret Services have uh, been uh, funded now. Here it is, House. Three hundred ninety-two votes to fifteen uh, for funding the uh, intelligence organizations. And let me see if there's a resolution. How many organizations number. are there nowadays? Well, there's quite a bit. Uh, last year's budget was eighty billion dollars, and uh, wow, sixteen in- sixteen intelligence agencies. To answer your question, so of course, you know the timing. Those of- are the ones that are financed, and then, of course, they finance other right. Uh, Right. Uh, research companies. Well, there's like that- th- there's like three million uh, Americans who are you know have top secret clearance. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like crazy. No, almost every like one out of ten Americans is a spy. Yeah, essentially. And then they, and the, Lucy Napolitano is trying to turn the rest of us into spies. Right, unpaid. And the post uh, office into spies. Right? Unpaid, unpaid spies. Hey, so the, give me a salary. I'll I'll see something and say something. So the uh, the timing of uh, of the Bin Laden capture and kill. Kill, clean kill, to clean kill. The timing of the clean kill is uncanny for this, uh, I, and I don't even know. For, I don't even know for how much it is, but I'm sure it's more than the eighty billion from last year. I would just like to take us down uh, memory lane. Oh, so what second. you're saying? Let me think. You, what you're saying is that they did this episodic. Uh, this show, this little show. show. The show of Killing Milan just before the vote on this, showing how important this was. Seems to be kind of... I wonder who the 15 were that voted against it. Let's see. Um, does it say? It should say somewhere. The vote 392-15, reflection of the strong bipartisan support and goodwill towards the intelligence community after bin Laden's death. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, who's. I love is, these guys. This is, this is AP Associated Press. Yeah, the, <clears throat> the new House Republican rules prohibit the resolutions of commendation that lawmakers would often offer to congratulate everyone from the military to winning sports teams. Instead, lawmakers added a provision to the bill praising the intelligence community for the successful operation in bringing Bin Laden to justice. The provision was based on the Senate resolution that passed ninety-seven to zero. Um, doesn't say who was against. Of course not. Why would they even do that? I'd be interested in who they were. Today's See if somebody in the chat room. Today's can find legislation. It. Yeah, of course. Today's legislation will ensure that the U.S. government places a priority on ensuring the safety of real passengers around the country by working to prevent a terrorist attack on our system. And that's a uh, John Carney. From Delaware. What rail passengers? Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, uh, that's right. The ones that yeah, commute to Washington. To Washington, exactly. It's themselves. So I just want to uh, play a little bit. It's a five-minute clip. I'm just going to play a bit that is relevant. Uh, it's really the beginning as we go back to uh, the early 60s. Gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, 
There is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. So uh, what's coming up in a second is important. This, of course, is uh, President uh, John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Oh, yeah, you can see why they had to kill him. Yeah, very. it's a very pertinent speech when you think about all that's happened with the secret. Everyone's a spy in America, spying it, but we have all these agencies that are getting all this money. We don't exactly know who they are, and they had to kill him after he said this. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. John, does that sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> if you see something, say something. Just that like I do not. What? I said, just like Cuba. Go not on. intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy mm. that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. Hmm, who could that be? Who could it be? <laughs> on infiltration instead of invasion. Uh -huh. On subversion instead of elections. Uh -huh. On intimidation instead of free choice. It must be the Boy Scouts. It must be some group like that. Damn those Boy Scouts. On guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources mm -hmm. into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Okay. So, uh, when you see your parents, and I hope they're alive, or maybe give them a call and say, Hey, bastard, you, you were warned and you did nothing, and now look at what we've got. Now I'm looking at you, Dvorak. What about it? Yeah, you, when, you, when you were kind of old enough. For what? To have stopped all this insanity, the president warned you. In 1963, he warned right there. He said... He's talking about the communists. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. Really? I don't think so. Well, that's what he was talking about at the end of that speech. He was talking about the communists. He was an anti-communist nut. But he could have been, you, you know, if you take, you transpose the speech, he could be talking about international bankers. Yes. He could be yeah. talking about mm -hmm. the oil cabal. Yes. He could be talking about intelligence agencies that all gang up on us. Yes. He could, talk, he could be talking about the Department of Homeland Security. Hey. It's, kind of a, it's kind of a universal speech. It's actually quite, quite good. Yep. Squirrel. Lucy Napolitano. Absolutely. Um, okay, before we get into our, uh, it'll be a short segment. So let me uh, let me play a little bit uh, uh, of elitist Lucifer Clinton in Rome, and she's being because you know everyone's in Rome, 
Because we have to be in Rome. Oh, and she's in Rome? She get a new haircut? Yeah. Uh, well, she got it styled. New clothes? It wasn't, yeah, new clothes. She got it styled. You should see the room. Uh, show notes at 304.nashownotes.com. You should see the room. This is like her hotel room. It's like, it's like, it's Caesar. Caesar's palace, except the real one. And that's what her suite is now. And she's being interviewed and... Uh, I just uh, her, the story is the same because you know the, of course the question comes up about um, you know the uh, the picture and her hand in front of her mouth, but she and but she lays into it a little bit differently. Yeah, I love watching the video of the elites when they're out of the country when they're getting interviewed by foreign press because they kind of forget. You know, that yeah, we're, it's like that one of those things where you're out of the country, you think you can do things and get it. You, you can say whatever you want because who's going to. I've noticed this. This is yeah. funny. It happens to everybody. Yeah, it's like you do. Yeah, you, all of a sudden you're doing shots off of some chick's belly button, right, John? So, yeah, uh, all the time. I cannot avoid to ask you about what was going on in the war room at that moment. <laughs> you have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you saw that, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> yes, it was just a, it was a fabulous moment. It was really great. I'm so pissed off about my hair. There, I cannot avoid to ask you about what was going on in the war room at that moment. <laughs> you have spoken about yourself. But, I mean, what was the mood there? What was the president well, feeling? Well, you know? well, listen to that. Well, well, let me tell you. You know, I just, I hadn't had my hair done. It was like, well. About yourself. But, I mean... What was the mood there? What was the president well, feeling? Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Do you hear how she's talking? Well, well, come over here. Let me pour you some more tea. Well, well, well. But I mean, what was the mood there? What was the president well, feeling? You know, that, that picture is great. It's going to be down in Easter. That picture is great. Hillary. Let's play it. I want to play. I want to hear it. <laughs> okay. I just, I can't help myself. It's so horrible. All right. Secretary, I cannot avoid to ask you about what was going on in the war room at that moment. <laughs> you have spoken about yourself, but I mean, what was the mood there? What was the president well, feeling? You know, that that picture is great. It's going to be down in history yeah. of the United States. I probably the word. But what was going on there? You know, I have to tell you, I wasn't even. I don't even think I was aware there was a photographer there. I think we were all concentrating so intently on what we were doing and what we were learning about this very dangerous mission that the president had ordered. Uh, I think any human being can appreciate the flood of feelings that one would experience. This was 38 minutes where we had no way to do anything other than and then hope and pray that uh, the men who were carrying it out would do so successfully and safely. Their professionalism, their their courage. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. But what she doesn't say is what her message has been is like, I had to sneeze, I had to I cough. I think you're right. You know, I looked at that picture over and over again. You said that she was yawning. Yeah, she's bored. She's like, oh. she's, I think she was yawning, too. Yeah, she's bored. But you notice she's not saying that when in Rome. It's like, oh, well, you know, seeing as I am like a, a badass bitch, you know, and I'm right there in the, in the situation room. Yes, it was so intense. It uh, was uh, never in doubt, but we had tried to think through every contingency that could go wrong and plan for it. But you don't know until it happens um and she's not saying anything she's just blabbering yeah and and she doesn't mention that the video went out for 25 minutes 
And who's she kidding about? Oh, we didn't know there was a photographer in the room. <laughs> flash, flash, flash. <laughs> it, oh, by the way, oh, this is nice from the Ministry of Truth. The White House has now said it is ending its long-running practice of having presidents reenact televised speeches for news photographers following major addresses to the country. See, we accomplished something. I guess we're gonna. I guess a bunch of people must have noticed this. Bull yeah, crap. you want like, excuse me? It's like he comes back and hello, everybody. We just killed Osama bin Laden, and it's it's a fake. He's doing it over again for the photographers. Let me see uh, if there's any. Uh... Yeah, Josh Ernest said Wednesday that uh, we've concluded that this arrange arrangement arrangement. That's the way they say it. The arrangement is a bad idea. The administration, however, is open to working out some new arrangement with the photographers. So how are they going to, you know, I got an idea. Here's a, a novel concept. Why don't you, like, let reporters, like, actually take pictures of the real news as it's happening? Why do you have to set it up? Because your guy, your stooge, your actor can't, like, he flubs his lines if he gets distracted by pictures? He starts blinking. Yeah. <laughs> the flashes. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. In the morning. <laughs> we have a few donors that we want to thank for uh, helping us produce this show today. Uh, beginning with Jeffrey Stark of Alexandria, Virginia, $111.11. Hi, John and Adam. Figure it's time to donate more than my $2 a month. I could uh, send, If you could send some karma my way, that would be great. Either way, keep up the excellent show. You've got karma. Murray Robb, uh, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, 6666. Donation to in sure that you two don't speak to each other between shows that's no problem thirty three dollars <laughs> you, know, you don't need to send any money for that we do that with pleasure uh thirty three dollars thirty three cents for both my wife Michelle and I also I'd like to request some karma for Michelle as her boss was driving her crazy oh okay here you go you've got karma's. karma enough karma does anything about the boss driving someone crazy yeah really Brian Gross in uh, Houston Texas double nickels on the dime also an anonymous uh, donation from Richardson Texas down the street now hold on double Dad, nickels on the dime don't Frank read Dad, don't read the name <sighs> You're supposed to... It wasn't done right. Really? Frank Rowe? Oh, jeez. Yeah, good. there you go. I'm reading this thing. It says, I'm encouraged all human resources to make a donation to be a donor. I'm a monthly donor, but was shocked when I heard donations were so low. It says, I had to take in the morning from Gitmo Slave is what it says. Yeah? I, I don't think that was supposed to be uh, his name. Just saying. I don't see any evidence of that. I'm just saying. That's why I now, tried to stop The next one you. says, do not read on the air. I can see that. I know. It's what happens when we have a shill light. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. I think you're over. I don't think so. Okay. Unless it says anonymous, keep my name anonymous, or they donate 49 yeah, bucks. Okay. I don't I, get I, it. I don't wrong. see where you're getting I'm that. Ju- I'm just trying to protect the innocent. That's all. Some people just don't want to be associated with us, apparently. Well, I don't see why, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I agree. If Frank, Frank can send us a note saying, hey, yeah. you shouldn't well, have said my name. I'd like to see he's that He's note. in the chat room. Uh, Gitmo, oh, it's okay. He said he's in the chat oh, room. Oh, he's telling you in the chat room in a back channel. No, no the Gitmo Slave actually runs like half the, the chat room. He runs well, like now everything. You're, now, that's what you're probably not supposed to reveal. 
Mark McLennan, <laughs> yeah. Watertown, Connecticut. Can I get a dose of karma for my son, Max? He graduates from college next week, and the job market is not promising. Duh. Yeah, no kidding. Sometime. You've got karma. This is great. Uh, someone sent us this, this great documentary. It's uh, one of those YouTube ones. It's like an hour long, and it's called The Housing Bubble. I mean, The Housing, The Education Bubble. And where they really explain how it works. Do you know that there are people who are coming out into the job market and they literally have a, uh, a student loan of $300,000? <laughs> Can you believe that? Oh, is some, you know, this is, this, this is one of the scandals that we need to uh, discuss. Well, what's going to happen is eventually those people are going to get bailed out by the government, which, will, of course, will be us. Well, that would be fine. Well, yeah, but I don't think they're ever going to get bailed out. They've got it set up, so they're never going to get bailed out. No, they have to. I mean, we can't, everyone's going to be eating dog food. And it's, gonna, it's like a trillion dollars now. It's more than the credit card debt. No, oh, well, but we got a lot of really smart people. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I have a thing here from uh, Richard Johnson who says sending email with note. And I, if I look up Johnson, I don't have an email from one. And then Richard. Mm. Oh, I, I might have it here. Uh, yes, I think this is it. I saw Adam's tweet about donations being down for the week. Though I'm just trying to make ends meet as a cop and a blogger. I was able to scrape together enough PayPal coinage to re-enlist as a No Agenda Minuteman with my second double nickels on the dime donation. The value No Agenda provides far exceeds what I'm able to send, but I stand ready with sword and shield should shit go sideways and the No Agenda Minutemen are needed. I'm pretty good on the karma, but if you could plug my website, bluesheepdog.com, I'd appreciate it. Of course, we'll get you some karma as well. You've got karma. There you go. It's great. when there's, The one thing that's cool is when we have so few donations, we actually have like all the information. <laughs> we actually, not so many emails came in, so we kind of have it. Okay. Uh, Brad Doherty. In Yardley, Pennsylvania, double uh, fifty-two ten. This is the, by the way. This is the. Uh, we only have how many show? One show left before we get to the uh, uh, the twenty-first, which is the end of the world. You'd think people would have given us, uh, you know, more uh, support this week because the world's ending in when? When week and a half? It, yeah, week? and and this guy um, Robert Fitzpatrick from Staten Island, uh, he spent a hundred and forty thousand dollars. On bus and subway advertising, advertising the rapture, the end of the world on May 21st. I'm like, what a stupid use of funds. Send it to us. Yeah, what difference does it make to, to, you know, to say that? The, yeah, exactly. We, we should have gotten that money. Brad Doherty at Yardley, Pennsylvania, like I said. Eduardo Sanchez in Slatersville, Rhode Island. Uh, John and Adam, you two have cho- totally changed the way I watch, listen to the news. Good. Keep up the great work. Eduardo Sanchez in Slattersville, Rhode Island. Uh, Greg Morrow, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. These are all fifty-two ten. These are uh, these are uh, special donations for the end of the world. Uh, Kevin McLeod in Green Bay, Wisconsin, home of the Green Bay Packers. Matthew Mawarder, Mawarder, yeah, Mawarder, Vancouver, Washington, which is an interesting little town. Wanted to donate the show three hundred, but the government didn't get my GI bill to me in time. Huh? Need some karma as I'm trying to finish my master's with the rest of my GI bill, but need to find a class that my school school will not offer for another year. Wish I could donate more as I'm also a stay-at-home dad, and you guys help, and you help with the lack of adult interaction. Oh, we help with the lack of adult. 
<laughs> he yeah. has to talk to a kid it's all day. rough yeah exactly well and we really appreciate that uh, for, you know and this is what I, I do i must say that people are really helping out and a lot of them are really hard times and uh, so big karma coming your way here you've got karma michael Sorensen, uh 5210 nigel ewan in columbus ohio loves you guys uh, soren larson in uh denmark Nora Sunbi, I don't know, uh, 5210. In the morning, John, Adam, first let me comment, John, on the Bin Laden thesis. You nailed it. Since our final day on Earth is hastily drawing closer, I've decided to upgrade myself from a boner to a donor, thus shedding my douche predicate. <laughs> I may have been carrying around whilst tremendously enjoying listening to your show. I would like to uh, extend this great opportunity to salvage your soul before it's too late to anyone who hasn't donated before, and especially to my good friend, Mikhail Morich, Mikhail Morg, I'm sorry, who unfortunately cannot avoid being called out as a douchebag. Douchebag! I probably should have donated more money, but since there's only one week left to live, I will make sure to spend it all on hookers and blow. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good use of it. Excellent. In the unlikely event of the end of the world does not come to pass, more donations will come your oh, way in the okay. future. Good. No, oh, well, good. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, well, whatever he has left. Yeah, after the uh, hookers are Vincent below. Benedict Castro in uh, Marikina City, Philippines. That's nice. You guys are awesome. Thank you from Gitmo Nation Mango. Yours until the end of days. <laughs> Which is just a week away. Yeah. Jordan Wyatt, uh, Invercargill, uh, New Zealand, as a vegan. I despise the mixanctofictification of food, which terms like veggies are a large part. Keep fighting the buggers, John. All right, so we don't have as to call him a vegan. Yeah, very good. Anthony Cobelli in Bismarck, North uh, Dakota. Happy seventh birthday to Izzy. Yeah. $50 from him. Uh, Chris Slowinski in Sherwood Park, Alberta, the, where they make all the money. David Middlebrook in Ellen, Aberdeenshire, Aberdeenshire. UK. Aberdeenshire. Aberdeenshire and Jason Burke in Richmond, Texas. Joyce Maddox in Carnation, Washington. Nice town. Kevin Sonny in Pittsburgh, North Carolina. Love from the Alchemist in the evening. Keep up the good work, guys. Mike Westerfield, Sir Mike Westerfield, $50. And finally, Stana Edwards in Blytheville, Arkansas. Uh, Oops, sorry, sorry. What are you calling no, Stan I, a douche? I'll de-douche. I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> You've been de-douched. I was cleaning the gun and it went off. Yeah, well, you shot him. I'd like to <laughs> wish sorry. Shadman, the wrong wonder guy, happy birthday and a re-popification. Oh, so Stan is uh, obviously the uh, better half. So I um, want to thank those... Folks, and also everyone who gave lesser amounts on this prelude to the end of the world, which is coming next week. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and, and only one uh, executive producer for the show. Uh, so, uh, this is a little earlier than I, and stuff normally goes down in the summertime, but this was much earlier, and it's concerning. Seems premature. Yeah, it seems, I'm, I'm concerned about it. And it's not like we put in less work. Now, Again, maybe just the last show sucked. I don't know. I mean, we really tried. Well, I don't think the Bin Laden thing helped us. Yeah, that's possible. That is, there is a correlation between that. When you get this huge news, and, and maybe people are disappointed because we just, you know, we, we kind of try to ignore it because it's so boring because it doesn't matter. The damage is already done, right? It's like, it doesn't matter if he's dead, alive, or whatever. That would just make us conspiracy theorists to get into all that. 
Well, we are conspiracy theorists. I don't think it's a big deal. But, I mean, we d- there is still that whether he's dead, he still could be alive. I mean, they took somebody out of the compound, supposedly. The, the story is sketchy. Yeah. And I, But, you know, it's like uh, I, maybe they wanted some more creative, uh, I mean, uh, answers to the to the to the scenario or mm. some creative ideas maybe they wanted some some wild theories that no one's ever even thought of in a million years kind of thing i don't All know right. like the guy's not bin laden it was this fred guy <laughs> fred. You know, fred they shot fred. his neighbor yeah <laughs> and he apparently fred liked to watch porn and, and tv i don't know but what so, kind of porn i don't care if it's a veritable treasure trove i don't care if they if they said don't kill o, o, o biden I, or anything you know, you know what i'm surprised you know what i'm surprised at uh-huh. when they, they're like making stuff up as they go along right yeah, yeah. kitty porn you know what's the kitty porn yeah you don't that's a very, drop that bomb on yeah, us yeah it's a really good point that is forthcoming i mean i'm just waiting for the connection between if you watch porn you could be a part of al-qaeda and you could be a lone wolf i mean that's what that's what it's going to come of right I mean, it's got to happen but kitty porn mm, yeah maybe maybe well, maybe the, you might be right because they might be just associating porn with terrorism yeah. and they don't want to get too carried away no. because it's going to be harder to pull that one off. But you could pull off the you watch you read you look at porn a lot. You know, that's why we have to they can see Lucy coming on saying that's why we have to be investigating these porn, you know, which, by the way, and we've already pointed out the fact that nudity is now porn based on, you know, some buddy's idea mm-hmm. so you have a naked picture of someone it's you're watching you're, you're, you're a terrorist you're and you're a terrorist you're a terrorist, you're a terrorist. that's right squirrel so help us uh assassinate the media support our show this is the only thing we do uh we don't hire pr firms to lobby the government like our national treasure the npr is now done they either hired a big pr firm to go and lobby the government to get money um and you know maybe this is a good time to do this right now hold on a second this is uh, another part of this interview. It's kind of crazy because it was uh, uh, Bill Clinton. And, and I'm going to do the birthdays and everything. And I will well, pay off in a second, John. This is all really kind of relevant. So it's Bill Clinton and uh, the guy who's paying him, clearly. Because, you know, Bill Clinton sits on all these boards of all these companies. The guy is like, he makes so much money. Um, and it's, uh, what's his name? Mati Kochavi, an Israeli guy. He's the CEO of AGT International. And AGT International is a huge company that ever since uh, 9-11 has been selling all kinds of cyber security software to uh, the American government. Hundreds of billions of dollars worth of crap that we've bought from the, this company. And uh, you know, and also uh, one of the directors is Prince Christiansen or something like that. One of the the Dutch princes, House of Orange. Like these guys are all losers, all of them. They got no business being in business whatsoever. But they're always like at Goldman Sachs or some other important place. So it's an elitist bunch of pricks at this company. And um, and they're going to lay it out for you how the Ministry of Truth shall work. So first, this guy is going to tell you that the internet's all messed up. It's completely, and this is why you need to support our show. Seriously, this is the, the exact reason. The internet's all messed up. Nothing is true. We need a ministry of truth. And Bill Clinton is going to tell you exactly how we're going to do it. Without being so repressive, you're basically trying to deny access to information technology. To- he's interviewing the guy now. So he's, he's supposed to be interviewed by Maria Bartiromo. Bill Clinton starts interviewing this, this CEO of this Israeli company, which is a U.S. base. 
So he's like shilling the company. So these guys are going to be installing the filters that you will have to deal with, which will eventually cut us out. Preserve autocracy. You know, we, we talk about governments. I would start with the companies. So let's examine, let's example the search engines companies. When we search something and ask for a question and we get it, we are very pleased because we got the answer and we are even not being asked to pay for it. So we look at the search engine companies or platforms and we're saying, those are great guys. We forget that there are two things. We forget that what motivates or positions the result of the search on the top is going to be advertising or it's going to be algorithms. And the algorithms that are looking for the information are not based on accuracy. They're based on popularism. They're saying, where is the most interesting site that most of the people visit, and that's what brings it to the top of the search. It's like taking the tabloids and turning it to the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Now you understand what's going on. He's, set, he's setting Billy Boy up to punch at home. So it begins with the companies. Why can't we have a credibility bar near mm. every result of search? And you're going to say, okay, this information comes because, uh, because it was written by a, a great blogger, or it was written okay. by a 15-year-old person, or it was written by a very serious person. Why don't we, we have it on, on, when we buy food, we have the ingredients on the food. When we go to see a movie, we have rating. Who puts that credibility bar in? Oh, and John, how do you think we'll rate on the credibility bar? Do you think we'll be like all the way in the green? You know, this, by the way, I, I think probably in the late 90s, I first started hearing about these, this sort of deal. I mean, these companies, this is not the first guy who's come up with this idea. No, no, and the, no. The, the, the irony, of course, I want to point this out to people, is that Google actually does that internally with their search as already. Mm-hmm. But this idea of putting another layer on top of things is credibility or whatever you want to call it. There's a, there's a better word for it that people use when they're trying to sell venture capitalists on the idea. It's bogus. Engagement. No, there's an, there's, that's, <laughs> that's another word. That's engagement. Word is used. The social graph. It'll be the social graph will be so much better. So here's Bill, and he's going to tell us what we need. How, would, how should we do this? Well, he's got the answers. I mean, would you want to see the Internet regulated? Well, the fact that it hasn't been explains one of the reasons it's grown like crazy. And uh, even regulators wind up having their own interests at stake. Is there a role for government in terms of ensuring that the information out there is accurate and someone cannot just hurt someone else? Oh, you hurt me! <laughs> you said something bad on the Internet and you hurt me! Through their reputation by attacking them with stories. Well, I think it would be a legitimate thing to do, but uh, if you wanted to do it, for example, you wanted to set up uh, some sort of agency that would be uh, a ring the bell. A ring the bell. Hello, John. What are you talking about the agency? <laughs> what does this guy know about anything? Hello, we are from the Ring the Bell Agency of Hot Pockets. We're here to tell you whether this, this blog post is good or not. You know, our... On heavily visited sites, this allegation has been made, and here are the facts. If the government were involved, I think you'd have to do here two things. Here are the facts. Yeah. Hey, it's called uh, Snopes. Yeah, facts.org, I think is what Snopes. it's called. Snopes. Yeah. Or if you had a multinational group like the UN. The United Nations. Oh, uh, yeah, have the UN uh, censor the internet. It gets better. It gets better. I think, number one, you'd have to be totally transparent about where the money came from. Mm-hmm. 
And number two, you would have to make it independent. It would have to be like an independent, let's say the U.S. did, it would have to be an independent federal agency that no president could countermand or anything uh-huh. else because people wouldn't think that you were just censoring the news and giving a different falsehood out. That is, it, it, it would be like, I don't know, National Public Radio or BBC ah. or something like that. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. National, our national public radio, our national treasure. This is our struggle. This is our struggle, and please support our cause. Dvorak.org slash N-A. Just in under the wire and celebrating the last birthday on this heavenly earth is uh, Izzy's seventh birthday. Uh, Anthony, uh, how do we pronounce it? Kobila? Kobila? Kobila. You're not helping me out, John. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, so that's uh, Izzy celebrating his seventh birthday. And uh, Stana Edwards says, happy last birthday to Shadman. Of course, as you know, we only have one more week to live. And we appreciate all of support to Dvorak.org slash NA. Support us because the end is nigh, my friends. And happy birthday to you from all your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. It's your birthday, yeah. It's all over. No nights? No, no, no nights. Duh. No, nothing. Uh, why well, do you think was... I was tweeting? It was, this is horrible. This is our worst week in... A year, maybe. At least. At least a year. Um, well, I, I think, you know, that maybe this news is not interested. The news cycles, it is kind of, they've taken over this Bin Laden thing. It's overanalyzed. Who cares? We don't have any information, but yet that's all they talk about. Yeah. And even though it's all bogus, I mean, because there's no, I mean, there's no, we don't have access to any of this paperwork or this, these people come out and they say, well, or Lucy comes out and she goes on and on about, and then she admits that she's never seen these things. She doesn't really know. And that they're still being gone over. It's written in Arabic in some scrawl. We, it's going to take forever. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, she, she could read, and eh, Joe Biden is not worth it. Yeah. Well, how'd that show up so quick? Because it's all bull crap. Of course it is. Interesting, uh, we've got an interesting uh, two-to-the-head story, which I picked up. This is uh, the um, lawyer named Darnay Hoffman. Does that uh, ring a bell? Darnay uh, Hoffman? No. So Darnay Hoffman famously was married to uh, the Mayfair Madam, so he uh, and there was a lot of clients, uh, but he also was uh, suing the... Ramsey's the John and Patsy Ramsey, parents of John Benet Ramsey. He said, you know, because he said, I, I, you, you know, uh, who murdered John Benet. He also uh, represented. Uh, he had famous clients, Bernie Getz. So here's a lawyer who's you know been doing a lot of you know a lot of interesting people that he's represented, but he um, killed himself. <laughs> shouldn't laugh but how can you how can you make me believe that this lawyer very successful lawyer killed himself after stabbing himself in the chest i mean really he stabbed himself in the chest yeah (laughs) come on guys that's not creative the hot tub is better with the top on please 
stabbed himself in the chest. <laughs> then shot himself, or just that, that's no, how no, he killed himself? No, he just himself. stabbed himself in the chest. So what, is he Japanese? Yeah, he committed harakiri. Exactly. No, the guy was clearly killed. It's obvious. Well, no, is is uh, I love how the New York Times write this. Uh, Mr. Hoffman died after stabbing himself in the chest. Even Mr. Hoffman's final act involved unusual drama. New York Times, seriously? You don't even question this? Stabbing himself in the chest. John, can I just tell you right now, if uh, if I'm dead because I stabbed myself in the chest, open an investigation. Because it's not going to happen that way. You'll be, you'll be the, the hot tub. Is the, I'll be is the hot what? tub guy. Yeah, you're probably right. It's going to happen in the hot tub to me. We do have some good news, though. Uh, uh, it looks like uh, Texas, uh, the House has passed a bill that makes it uh, illegal for anyone uh, conducting searches to the, and they've been very specific, this is the anti-TSA search bill. You've been following this, I presume? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Well, yeah, so let me read this, because, of course, now we finally we get to say all these nasty words in print. Approved late last Thursday night, the measure makes it illegal for anyone conducting searches to touch the anus, sexual organ, buttocks, or breast of other person, including through clothing. It also prohibits searches that would be offensive to a reasonable person. Chief sponsor of the bill, Republican uh, David Simpson, who said this has to do with the dignity and travel and prohibiting indecent groping searches. I believe uh, investigating poop is still okay. So you can still investigate a poop diaper, but uh, you can no longer. I, 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 we need to print this out. Excuse me. Excuse me. You weren't planning on touching my anus, were you? Here it is in black and white. This is good. I think uh, Texas may be a place to move to. We'll see. So that has is that now is that now law or is that just through the house and it still has to go through? More? Well, I think it's not passed completely, but they have a similar thing here in San Mateo County. Supposedly, the DA there says if anybody does anything like what they do at the uh, at the airport, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to prosecute. And I haven't seen any examples of that. They talk a big game, right? Right. And you then- know, so the TSA just does what it wants, and that's the end of it. No, we'll see. I mean, I do have hope. I do have faith. I have no hope. (laughs) Uh, This is uh, Northwest Indiana. Uh, This was crazy. A lot of people emailed me this one. In a three to two decision, Justice Stephen David. Now, was he one of these Obama appointed guys? Uh, write it for the court saying if a police officer wants to enter a home for any reason. Or, oh, yeah, this one. This is big news. I think yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. Or no reason at all. A homeowner cannot do anything to block the officer's entry. Now, this makes no sense. It makes plenty of sense if you're George the <laughs> third. Yeah. George W. Obama, the third. I mean, isn't that uh, Fourth Amendment? Uh, it's uh, what search and seizure just come barreling in anytime you feel like it. Yeah, what the British used to do that, that caused the American Revolution to, to fomented the American Revolution just come barging in because you feel like it anytime you want, which is basically what this leads to. It's like, hey, hey, I wanted to see your uh, collection. I wanted, hey, can I come and use your computer? <laughs> no, you know, and then you come. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with this judge. Will this hold? Why is he on the bench? 
Well, you know, let's uh, take a look at. Uh, we need to. I, I should have done the work on this. Justice Stephen David. Let's see who. When was he appointed? Like it should be listed somewhere. What? What? Where is? What was his? Where's his domain? Indiana. 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 Um, Justice Stephen David. Was it again, Stephen David? Wow. Yeah, he's a Indiana Supreme Court justice, chosen by the governor, and the governor is. He was picked just recently. He looks yeah. like a dip. Look at his picture. He looks like a drunk. <laughs> Wait a minute. We have audio. Hold on a second. We, we've got a clip here. Daniels. Here we go. In a group of admirable finalists, Stephen David stood out first for the breadth and diversity of his experience. In addition to a distinguished 15-year tenure on the bench, he spent years in business on the receiving end of law and regulation. He compiled a highly decorated military career during which he was tested in one of the most sensitive and challenging legal assignments possible. And he's a drunk. I heard clearly from Steve and David an expression to this. Yeah, all right, we got to look into this So guy. this is Mitch Daniels who picked this guy? Mitch Daniels, the would-be presidential candidate on the Republican side? Yep. Picks this, this guy? Apparently. Oh, well, he's done. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Oh, uh, Mitch Daniels is done. Let's hear the guy talk. I may have an opportunity to step out front some afternoon and, and talk to him, but, but no, I've never done that. His wife looks frumpy. Well, that's it? What made this opportunity attractive to you? Oh, stupid press questions. Blah, 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 blah. Douchebag. Hold on. Hold on. Douchebag. Just so you know, Stephen David. Uh, Mickey, take Indiana off the map. <laughs> Don't want to be driving through there anymore. You just see me driving through there. It's like, hey. <laughs> I'm coming in. We got a message here. We got a little message for you, son, from Judge Stephen David. Why don't you just bend over? Son? I got a message for you. I right, get in this hot tub. We'll take care of you, boy. Uh, I guess we can't go to Indiana. It's a bad idea. No, it's just this is crazy. I'm surprised the public's not up in arms about this. Oh, please. Is the public up in arms that the uh, Congressional Committee voted to reauthorize the Patriot Act? No. No. The public's not up in arms. They're not up in arms about anything. Yes, it's they ridiculous. are. Yes, this they are. The public has become so passive. We are watching Chaz Bono. That's <laughs> Mickey, take Indiana off the map. Yeah, exactly. Take the pin out because it's gotten dangerous now. Thank you, darling. Yeah, the coffee's been great so far. I've been like... Uh, How much coffee are you drinking? None. She, she like took the, the pot away like an hour ago and hasn't brought any. She's <laughs> been getting them all wired she, up on coffee. She's too... Well, I, you know, I, I got to tell you. You know, the guy looks a little like Randy Quaid. He does, doesn't he? With that yeah. goofy, goofy laugh. Um, I haven't been sleeping well. So uh, why do you think that is? I don't know. I uh, almost every single night I wake up at two o'clock and then it takes me hours to get back to sleep again. I, I try to stay up for a couple hours. I and do, then... but on show day it's kind of tough because then I finally it's like five o'clock. Oh, I can fall asleep again. Then the alarm goes at five thirty. But here's what happened yesterday. So it was another one of those two two o'clock in the morning. I wake up. I'm like, oh, you know, and and I actually got out of bed, had a cup of tea, and some green tea, and then uh, so I go back to bed around four. 
and uh, or four four thirty. Mickey comes into the room around nine thirty. Says something's really wrong. I'm like, what? Uh, and you know, this is like, this is not my favorite way of waking up. <laughs> it's like, why, why, why? Said a four-engine propeller aircraft just came over the house really low. It was like the the, the windows were rattling and the power went off. And <laughs> seriously, she said, "What yeah. is what is happening?" I thought EMP strike is what I'm thinking. And it happened like two more times. Just a, it would just blip, right? Just an, a little blip of power, and which of course kills the computers and everything reboots and it gets all crazy. Except I have one computer on a. Uh, on, a uninterrupted. on a battery, you should have a bunch of batteries in the house. Yeah, I have one uh, on a battery. We'll get some more. But how how weird is that? That uh, that it came. Not, the you t- sure this wasn't a dream? No, it wasn't. Mickey came in to wake me up. This I've never seen an airplane like this fly. So it's a four engine propeller driven airplane came over really low, going in a direction that we rarely see any aircraft going. So and then the power went out. I'm like EMP strike. That's it. I'm amazed we're still on the air. Beast strike at the house. <laughs> That's what it is. That's, is that what happened, honey, or not? Yeah. She not. She wouldn't. She wouldn't it's be. Like you're in me. a neighborhood with a lot of houses. You think people would complain? Are you isolated? Uh, no, not entirely. If I if I had an Apache with a couple of missiles, could I just take your place out? Easy. A drone. Yeah. yeah I'd never know what drone. hit me. You could drone me in a second, and the uh. neighbors would be like, "Oh well." <laughs> that's what they, you're right that's exactly what would happen oh well it's the porn house who cares it's it's just them you know this is the porn house you know that right i've told you the story you told me something about it used to be used for making porn movies yeah but it's the only house Do you know any the- movies that it was at, were actually filmed there that you can get copies of uh i have yeah apparently uh vivid entertainment so you'd have to go look Vivid. At well they do most of the work nowadays yeah, yeah. That's why the neighbors didn't come over with a cake. And after three weeks, we finally went across the street and said, hey, what's up with this? They said, oh, you're actually renting the place. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Um, because that's always been renting. When you were going in and out, you and Mickey, everyone thought you were a couple of porn actors. Yeah. And we had like lights and cameras in the garage and stuff, you know, for the big app show. I'm like, oh, that's a really long feature they're shooting over there. So they thought that we were like. It's going on forever. <laughs> we were porn actors. <laughs> Bad, right? Yeah, because people look funny at you. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what that guy's and, package looks and, like. And even though we've, you know, I think we've kind of confirmed that we're not. They still don't really come over and hang out. I don't think they're really buying it. Still, they don't want to be in the movie. <laughs> they're just not buying it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, good news though, John. Really, really good news from the vaccine front. It's just unbelievable. There is now an online test for early signs of Alzheimer. Brought to you by foodforthebrain.org. It's the an online test? Yeah. <laughs> it's the cognitive function test. And uh, you want to take it with me? Well, I'll tell you what the real test is when they're t- testing you. Count, and people can do this in their spare time. Count backwards yeah. from 100 by 7. So it would be 193... Uh, uh-huh. 86, uh, 79, 72, like that? Yeah. So far, so your good. Head. In my head? Yeah. Okay. But not now. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, that's the test. We'll, we'll be here all day. <laughs> do you want to do the, the cognitive function test? Uh, I guess. <clears throat> so, 
Um, the results of this test may indicate that you have mild cognitive impairment or the Everybody fir- does. Or the first signs of a memory par- problem. Are you happy to proceed with the test? There's four checkboxes. One, I wish to complete the cognitive function test. Yes. I give consent for the charity to use my data to cal- calculate my test result. we got to check that box. I give consent for the charity to store my data for me to undertake future comparison. And, and the fifth choice is what test? I, I, I give my consent for the charity to use my results anonymously for research purposes. This is not a good test. Oh, let me go this to the is next. not a test. This is a cheap way of doing a poll. Yeah, let's see. Terms of use. Oh, my gosh. There's like a whole terms of use. If I'd known this, I wouldn't have brought it up. What do I have to do? So we'll just, just do a question or two. Yeah, but I have to. I, I, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna agree with the terms of service without having read it. Yeah, that's before what you know, else does. I'll be the human sentipad. Do it. Okay. First of all, well, I got to fill in your name, John. Hey. <laughs> Date of birth. Put in some do- bogus name. Put uh, in Lucy Napolitano. Okay, Lucy. All right, here we go. It's only asked for first name. Lucy, I got to select a year. You have to be at least 50. So what year would we have to select? Uh, we'll just take 1950. All right, so that puts it at yeah. 60. Country, United States. Please remind me to retake the test in a year. Yeah, this is funny. It's an Alzheimer's test that's going to remind you. Please send me your mental health e-newsletter every other month. Nice. Okay, so it'll be Lucy at DHS.gov. <laughs> What's a homocysteine test result, if known? What is that? I don't know. All right, I don't know what that is. Next. Please just take me to the test. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this is You're right. It's a stupid poll. It's like, okay, oh, here we go. Years in education full-time. How many years full-time? What has this got to do with anything? Are you currently working? No. Do you regularly use a computer? This is a poll. This is bull, bull crap. This is not a test. Have you got any concerns about your memory? This is... Of course. Who doesn't? <laughs> yes. Do you forget the names of close friends or relatives? Yes. I'm just going to say Yes. Do you forget where you put things more than once a week? Yes. Yeah, everyone loses their keys. Come <laughs> do, on. Do you forget the... Well, this is a big deal. It's like a big news story. It's like we can detect When I was a teenager, I lost my keys. Do you forget the word you're looking for more than once a week? <laughs> well, we... That's... Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. think everyone does that. Do you lose your way outside of your own neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> Depends. <laughs> I'll just say no. If you're plastered, you might. <laughs> <laughs> Would anyone in your family or close friends think that your memory is worse than it used to be? Well, I think everyone would. Yeah, okay. Do you have a family history of Alzheimer's disease? No, right? You don't, right? Nobody does. At what age were they formally diagnosed? Doesn't apply. Uh, that, that's a survey question. Do you take any of the following? Uh, so we just take no supplements. Is this, the, this is lame. Oh, here, here we go. This computerized test consists of four parts. All right, blah blah blah. Oh, the first test is simply to assess your mouse click speed. Oh, <laughs> please. So if you're click. like, if you play Worlds of Warcraft, you're probably like going to pass the test. This is great. Please click on all of the round buttons. This is a time test, so please click all buttons as quickly as you can. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. It's crazy. I don't have a good mouse. 
I've got a trackpad. <laughs> really, the mouse makes a difference. <laughs> yeah, of course it does. What if you're using one of those pointing things? Well, I'm, u- I'm using a trackpad. This is what makes it so difficult. Oh, I'm yeah. almost, I'm almost done. I'm like, oh my, oh my. Oh, you're, you're a flunking already. Uh, yeah, this is like you know some kids like they like. Oh, I think you need the vaccine, dude. <laughs> okay, click. I've got them all. Next. What's the next test? This is so bogus. I'm going to show you a grid. The grid has five vertical columns. Each column is labeled A to E. Arranged across the columns are 20 items. I will ask you to identify each item. What? Uh, it's like they're showing me scissors, kangaroo. I'm not playing this. This is stupid. But it's a real test. Scissors, kangaroo. Yeah. Try the counting backwards thing. It's scissors, test. kangaroo. Anyway, so uh, the Alzheimer's thing is just off the chart. They're, no, I, they're we, really... we spotted this a couple months ago. This is a major, major meme going on in the yeah. country for some reason. Uh, for the obviously for some vaccine, and um, which is this says they don't really know what causes Alzheimer's. It seems unlikely there's a vaccine for it. However, there's good news uh, for uh, dementia and Alzheimer's sufferers in New Zealand. The smart shoe will be issued. <laughs> This is a GPS shoe. (laughs) So we can track you when you get lost. Unless, of course, you forget to put your shoes on, which would kind of suck. My shoes were stolen. (laughs) It's like, you got to look at the links at uh, 304.nashownotes.com. It's unbelievable the amount. Everyone's jumping on this bandwagon here. Alzheimer's caregivers may be at risk for dementia. Husbands and How's wa- that work? They found a virus? Yeah. Husbands and wives who care for a spouse with Alzheimer's disease or other kinds of dementia may face an increased risk of mental decline themselves, according to... Oh, this is the, no, this is, this, is a, this is the hint that there is a, a, some sort of a virus or bacteria causing this. Thus, the vaccine will do something. Oh, yeah. It's all coming. It's all so coming. So this is a very... That was very... That's very subtle. What evidence is there of this? A survey... In 2004, Harvard researchers reported that older women who took care of a disabled or ill spouse were 31%, they should have done 33, more likely to have a low score on a standard test for cognitive function compared to women of the same age who were not caregivers. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Well, you know, the funny thing is, I mean, it's possible that Alzheimer's is caused by some agent, but they've never identified it. Chemtrails. Um, then our national treasure uh, broke the news. This is another thing people have been emailing. There's now, uh, it's, they're not really saying it exactly yet, but there's a miracle cure for AIDS. Uh, I'm sorry, HIV. Now, I have my own thoughts about that, which we don't discuss yeah, on the I've, show I've too much. I've seen these stories, too. This, this came up just recently. Yeah, and it's a little... Out of the blue. So I, here's, in a nutshell, what they're saying is, uh, if we give you this stuff soon enough... Then even if you if you're infected, you won't get full blown AIDS. And if you're a partner of someone who has HIV, and by the way, it's very confusing. They say AIDS, HIV, HIV, AIDS. You know, it's all this stuff all mixed up. Then you probably will never get it as long as you take your medicine. Slave can transmit it to others. The new study suggests if they could be found and persuaded to take an antiviral pill once or twice a day, the spread of HIV could be slowed down a lot. Uh huh. So is this like is that Doug? <laughs> yeah, it's our national treasure. It's NPR. I don't know. It's, I think it's uh, all things considered. 
Around the world, 30 million people are infected with HIV. Only 5 million are getting treatment. Dr. Ken Mayer of Brown University says the new study has just added millions more to the list of who should be getting treated. Oh, we got to get these the customers. New customers, John. We found new customers. The challenging news it's is marketing. that this creates an increased number of people who would benefit from treatment. So the gap between the number of people on treatment and the number of people who would benefit from treatment actually increases by these findings. But efforts to expand treatment have stalled. So, in a sense, today's news pits those who need treatment because they're ill with HIV against those who should get it to prevent new infections. I mean, I'm literally hearing them say, you know, you kind of got to take this just in case. This is, uh, this is something that we what we missed here is we missed a PR agency that's obviously behind this bullcrap story. Yeah. Well, they're big because they're it's it's yeah, everywhere. They're, when you get on NPR with that kind of a coverage, you got you're you're one of the big boys. But even if the drug were freely available, it's not easy to get people to take it. The pill does not remove HIV, and it's not a one-time procedure. So when we talk about earlier therapy, we're talking about people making a commitment to taking medications on a regular Forever. basis yeah. for essentially the rest of their lives. The World Health Organization says it will put out new recommendations this summer on how to strike the balance between prevention and treatment. Richard Knox, NPR News. That's right. Brought to you by the Ministry of Truth and Hill and Knowlton, or some company of that size. One of the big boys. Yeah. That's a real deal. So, uh... Well, I guess that's it. I actually have a, a story no, that's, that's kind not of de- it. You got all kinds of stuff. Still. I have a, I don't have that much. I, but there's a story that's been developing, and it's been and it was covered on C-SPAN, and they repeated it, and then they repeated it, and it's the rape. Apparently, the Peace Corps has had a history of rapes. Yeah, th- there was a congressional hearing about this. Yeah, a big on, congressional yeah. hearing, and they took the latest Peace Corps lackey, and they scolded him but apparently i was looking into this you might you play the peace corps a clip and i'll tell you the couple of things the peace corps is known for exporting american altruism and volunteers around the world on humanitarian projects but on capitol hill today rape victims portrayed a very different peace corps one that was indifferent even hostile to their plights our congressional correspondent kate baldwin is joining us uh, this is pretty amazing stuff that happened today amazing and shocking really wolf as you just mentioned the peace corps is all about promoting peace and friendship around the but today, it was painted as an organization more concerned about its own reputation than protecting its own volunteers. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, a I did see that on C-SPAN. Um, but I, I couldn't wait. I was too bored to wait for the rape. So part. I looked at all the different directors to see where this began. This has been going on for a lo- apparently a real long time. And what's overlooked in all these reports is in 2002, and this is available online if you do a little digging. In 2002, the Peace Corps did a huge document, which is available online as a PDF file, about rapes and safety in the Peace Corps, saying that it's improved a lot since you know 10 or 15 years earlier. So apparently... This is not only a new. This is not a new story by any means. It's just being brought up for some reason. And in 2002, you know, I guess it's been getting worse since the, this, this document was this report, this research report was done. The whole thing is ridiculous. But but I, as I was listening to this, I have a kind of, a, and I don't know, don't have any conclusions to make. But I did end up with a uh, 
with a with a technical question, a, a broadcasting question, a, a more general question that maybe some of the podcasters out there might be interested in hearing the answer to with an Ask Adam piece. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you, you're going to roll it out on me and right near the end of the show? Well, hold on a second. Let me... Uh... So I'm listening to this, and this is something I've always been fascinated with, which is packages. Now, in the broadcast medium, a package is when you you you're like a reporter, and you go and you produce a little a little segment. You're you voice over some some B roll and some you try to you, you, it's a report. It's these reports when they cut to a they have somebody talk and then they cut to a report right. of a bunch of clips. This is called a package. It's a it's a it's a ready made piece of uh, of material of content and it usually has a little bit of B roll, just video at the front. Uh, that uh, while the newscaster is uh, doing the intro to the piece, which is also delivered with the package as a script, then they can start rolling that in and then uh, that's back time. So you stop talking and then the audio comes up and the package starts. Right. Now, the thing that always happens, and I've seen this and I've witnessed it and I've done it. When you do a package, they put you in it. They always insist you go into a soundproof room to do the voiceover or the mm-hmm. voice for the package. And so the sound changes because you're like a reporter in, a, in an open area and you're talking into a microphone and it has a lot of ambience. Oh, so you're talking about doing your uh, you do an intro to your own package and then it's your own package. Yeah, a lot of people I'm talking about people who do their own package. Oh, that's that's not good. You can't do it's, the intro to your own package. That's lame. That's very common. You see it all the time. On the, especially- well, no, here's how you're on remote, and then you're, you know, the, the newscaster tosses to you. They say, well, thank you very much, John. Uh, yes, well, here at the courthouse, blah, blah, blah. and then they look down because they're looking at the monitor. Then the package starts. Then they have yeah, their voiceover. Yeah, yeah you're right. And it, and it usually is they're in like some, oh, we got to be really quiet in the booth. Yeah, but the, here's yeah. what happens. Here's, a, here's an example, and uh, this is what – Play the Ask Adam clip. You can see, hear the difference in the voice on the regular mic and then the voice in the soundproof booth. ...than protecting its own volunteers. Kirsten Conan was working for the Peace Corps in Niger in 19... 19- See? Yeah, yeah, I know. Why do they do this? I'm asking you. This is Ask Adam. Why do you I'll change tell you why. From- I'll, I'll tell you why. Now, by the way, I would never do this. I it would say it sounds crummy. You're sounding yeah. like this one minute, and then you sound like this. It's because they are drones, and they get distracted, and they and it has to be so professional. And usually, they're being told what to say, so they sit in the bus. It's just you know what it is. Stupid is what it is. It's st- stupido. I have I hear this over and over again. You hear the person talking in free air with a lot of ambience to the voice because they're outside, and then they package rolls. And why don't why don't they voice the package in the same environment so the voice sounds the same? It sounds like a different person. Yeah. So here's well, the, okay, so uh, you don't have a good answer for me. You just think racist. it's stupid. I was forced to confront him in front of the Peace Corps medical director who had chided me. Being forced to see this man again, to speak to him, and to convince the Peace Corps he had raped me, was extremely traumatic, but I did it. This is the... Uh, this is, the Peace Corps took no action against my assailant. This is why I was in the news, is because uh, they, they brought someone in who was raped at the Peace Corps. Well, they got a whole bunch of them. Wow. Yeah, there was like a hundred of them. Cool, what's this? Closer to you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Who's anyway, uh-huh. uh, just a little thing. Uh, just a little gripe about my about these packages. I've always had it. I've never had a good explanation for it. I don't know why they do they it that suck, way. Because it sucks. Because they're totally stupid and they suck. I don't the know. The networks do that. Yeah, I don't know why. They just suck. If, well, if, if, if you or I were I in charge, Adam. Well, Adam I thought you have, might know why. Adam doesn't have an answer. There's, there's your answer because they suck. Well, that's not much of an answer. <sighs> um, I got one more clip. No, I got. I got an Ask John. Oh, yeah, I got an. Can I do a little Ask John? If you got one, mm-hmm. Ask John Dvorak. Who, John, is the recipient of the first annual Data Hero Visionary Award, as presented by? IBM and EMC. What's the name of the award again? <laughs> this is, no, don't go Googling. Hey, 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 <laughs> stop Googling. I didn't Google on your Ask Adam. The, uh, you didn't give me an answer either. The first, <laughs> I did. Oh, don't tell me. No. <laughs> you Googled no. it. Ladies and gentlemen. Data hero visionary, that idiot. Vivek Ladies Kuzma? and gentlemen, the recipient of the first annual Data Hero Visionary Award presented by... IBM and EMC is Vivek Kundra. The guy who talks in COBOL and binary. Well, you know why. You know why they're giving him this award, don't you? Because they want the big cloud contract. Oh, that's right. There's a big cloud contract because he's real cloud oriented. Yeah, that's why they make him the first data hero. Data hero. Give me a break. <laughs> Eighteen million dollar website. And we can't even get fifty grand for a jingle. A data hero. <laughs> Shadow Puppet Theater. First, First annual. That's yeah. great. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Yeah, good. That, I'll give you the 10 points for that one. That wins today. Isn't that just amazing? Who comes up with this stuff? Well, the PR guys. Yeah, well, it's a good idea. This is like the, the, the always, you know, these universities like to give honorary degrees to big spenders. Hoping that they yeah. give the university some money. Well, this is what MTV did the same thing. Is we needed Michael Jackson, we needed the planetary premiere of his award, and we needed him to perform on the Video Music Awards. So uh, we gave him the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard of the War of the Year Award, and the fir- <laughs> and the first recipient was Michael Jackson. It didn't get any better than that. It's such a scam. <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm telling you, it's great. He's going to have this thing on his wall. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, that's like gold records from the from the record business. Gold, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. Anyway, just so you know, we're on top of it. We're watching out. Uh, not that we can stop the eighteen million dollars being spent on a stupid Drupal website, but at least we can expose the terror. Squirrel. <laughs> and terror it is, my friends. Hey, plenty of uh, other stuff in the show notes at uh, nashownotes.com. Uh, you can just uh, fill in the episode number. They'll take you right to it. We've got all the assets now, so all the clips that were played and everything, it's all in there. And uh, people should uh, take that as a part of our service, and I work really hard on it, too. So 304.nashownotes.com is where you will find uh, everything for today's program. And we're getting up on the end of the world. Yeah, so uh, if you uh, care to give us some cash before you die... Uh, you have one week to do it. Uh, check out uh, Dvorak.org slash NA for the uh, 521 possibilities. Also, No Agenda Show. And, uh, dot no, com yeah. and No Agenda Nation, which has a donation button, which makes right. it easy for you. And SeanHannity.com. 
Uh, so coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center, where I'm being uh, attacked by EMP weapons. I'm Adam Curry. And from uh, northern Silicon Valley, where I've never seen an EMP weapon, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Thursday right here on No Agenda. Dvorak.org slash N-A